When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, we are here live. It's the Blathering. I'm Cat Napsack, and some of you might be uh, watching later. I hope some of you are watching live on my YouTube channel uh, or my Facebook page. I've had a lot of fun actually streaming things like Anytime with Ken and Alden every Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific, to the uh, to the Facebook page and to the YouTube page, the Facebook page as well. I don't know. I, I, of all the the crazy changes that have happened in the fracturing of social media, and there has been a lot. Uh, Facebook, I'm not going to say it's one. In fact, I, I just saw a lot of the, the Zuckerberg clips uh, up on the uh, up on the hill this week, uh, and uh, it's not going great for him. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with things not going great for Zuckerberg. Facebook's kind of remained. It's just kind of been what it's been. And I actually find myself kind of right now going back to a little bit more than I used to. It's still, social media is dead everywhere in terms of what it used to be. In fact, getting the word out about stuff. You might be watching live or might be listening later and you're not even sure when this happened. You stumbled onto it. Like, it's hard to get the word out. But Josh Bernard's here. Paige Turner's There Were Not is live. That, of course, is Brennan Marr. Check out that show. And Mike Fink, my buddy Mike Fink, you write it and I'll watch it live. Uh, so we're back here on The Blathering. The Blathering's been um, gone for a little bit. Uh, the holidays. Yeah, give, give yourself a break. Whether or not you're super uh, big on the on the holidays. Um, Troy says we're live. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands either. Uh, did I say? Did I do something wrong in the in the in the title of the episode? No, sometimes I do that. Sometimes uh, I make a mistake and the people reference it, and I don't know. Um, the if 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 you lost track of just some things in life during the holiday run, even if you're not like a Christmas head that's hanging tree ornaments and putting little angels on the top of trees or snowmen in your front yard, even if you're just like it, it's a crazy time, it's the end of the year. Give yourself a break. I've been trying to give myself a break. Uh, the, the blathering kind of fell off. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of a beverage, uh, and, uh, I just wanted to come back and, uh, and, you know, we'll do an AMA. You don't have to, it's a weird thing. I, I always, I just feel I want to legally cover my bases. Not that I have a lot of things in my life that I think, um, I couldn't say because of legal reasons. We're just doing a, a apple juice and soda. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm here, so if you have uh, uh, anything, uh, I'm going for could be up to two hours, depending on the on the questions and who's watching live. It, it could be thirty minutes, uh, and then I'm going to put the episode up on the podcast feed. Which I still have to change. I am a hypocrite. I'm an unintentional, tried to be good hypocrite. I've been on Anchor slash Spotify for podcasters for a long time. Anchor itself was pretty good. I was really happy with Anchor, especially in the early days when I was on Daily Thrones. Uh, and number one, they're paying me to have that show. Not a lot, but it was, it was good. It was good. I got, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you want to know the numbers? I haven't even taken a sip of this. I used to get paid $600 a month. Mm. Two installments of three. I made that strong. Oh boy. Two installments of 300 bucks. And that was in 2017 money. All right. That was, whew, that went far. Uh, to have. Every day, 30, 31 days, less, of course, for February, 
everyday 10 minutes of content that you had to make on your phone. I well, Craig, you could upload it to the phone later. It was a little more complicated. And it was a great little bit of supplemental income during my run at Collider. I'd be in corners, the corners just whispering into my phone, uh, Game of Thrones is great and I love it. it, it I just had to hit 10 minutes a day no matter. I could have done 10 one-minute episodes, one 10-minute chunk, didn't matter. And I got compensated for it. Then they cut that out. And they were like, we can't afford to do that. They were, we're just trying to drum up interest for Anchor. And then Anchor started to expand um, and grow, and, and it became a podcast spot. And it was good. It was good. I liked it. Then I was able to make some money. Four Center was on it. We made some money. Uh, Napstock Files made some money. And when I'm talking made some money, I'll, I give you, the, for me, a, a smaller end podcast, 145 a month, some 400 a month on a, on a crazy good You know, like, and you didn't have ads that you chose, they just were there. It was all baked in, but that slowly started going down. Uh, and now it's impossible. You know, I, I, you know how much money I made last month. Now I grant, grant, I didn't do a lot of episodes. Let's defend the corporations a little bit there. I did like two or three episodes of of uh, on the Napsack Network. I mean, eighteen bucks, eighteen bucks. That can't even get me a depression meal at Del Taco now, unless I want to cut myself short. We got some people coming in here. I'll bring in these questions in a second. Uh, so I publicly tweeted to Spotify for podcasters at the end of last year. They're like, what's the what's the one problem you have as a podcaster? I was like, you not paying us. So I can't make a living. I'm out of here. I'm moving my podcast. It's been with you for a long time. And I, I, I was going to do that. And I had a spot in mind. I was, I was trying to trans, transfer the feed over to this, this company. And I'm not talking bad about it because I still want to. And then it just hasn't happened. So I'm a hypocrite, an unintentional hypocrite. Take a sip. Take a sip. All right. Let's get to some of the folks here. SMG311. I, I hope that is a, um, a reference to the band 311. And, uh, maybe not. All right. Cat uh, eating mellow mushroom and thinking of you and Ellis. I love that you're eating mellow mushroom right now. I imagine a smile on your face, SMG. I don't even know what your face looks like, but it's got a smile on it. Because you're putting mellow mushroom pizza into it. And mellow mushroom pizza, you 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 look at it, you go chain restaurant. There's no way. And look, seek out mom and pops. Seek out the small business owners who are just making slices for you to enjoy from the bottom of their heart. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. But mellow mushroom, especially if you're in the Tempe, Scottsdale, Phoenix area, is um is uh is the place to be for pizza. And I'm sure that I'm sure someone in Phoenix is like, oh, you got to go to Luigi's though. Luigi in the corner there. He's, he's in an alley. You knock on a door. Your best pizza in, in the city. Best pie around. I'm sure that's true. But for three comics in town, who really just we wanted to do comedy, but we really wanted to go to Top Golf. Mellow Mushroom was a, just a haven. Questions coming in, but first, Maddie Gunner defends me. Says you're not a hypocrite when they've cornered the entire audio distribution market. Pretty much. Anchor slash Spotify for podcasters has pretty much cornered the you're not Mark Marin or Joe Rogan or a comedian from Rogan Stable who has a big podcast or an actor who's podcasting uh, on the side, which, which I have no problem with, by the way. It just hogs the market a little bit. But yeah, Anchor's the only place to go. Jake Yacovetta, check it in. Jake Yacovetta, one of the nicest guys I've met in person. And that's saying a lot because I've met Maddie Gunner. Mellow Mushroom is fire, but Bianco is the best in Arizona. All right, see, next time I'm in Arizona, I'll seek, I'll seek this out. I'll seek this out. 
Uh, Ray, Laserbolt is here. I almost said Razorbolt, which is his cousin. Now that, that good blathering. Uh, we're here. Thanks for joining. If you're watching live, uh, you can uh, support the show by giving super chats. I, I've determined that if someone super chats me a question, and even if I can't provide an answer, like they, they can't answer that, I'll acknowledge it and maybe talk around it. That's my deal with you. But you don't have to be, this isn't a super chat fest. Um, if you want to hang out and ask me questions, that's what you can do. Uh, Joey Bean says, yes, I have a question. Why does my wife leave the door open just now when she's sitting on the toilet? I don't get it. Joey Beans, what, and Joey, shout out to Joey, who uh, shockingly, I don't believe I've ever met in person. And Joey, the next time I'm in your kingdom, we, you gotta, we gotta figure this out. Joey, Joey Beans goes back to the early days of Schmoes, back when we were following people on on Twitter and they were following us. And it was like we made friendships. You know, we actually formed bonds. Now, like this Matty Gunner guy, I don't even know who the hell he is. He just shows up here every now and then, claims he has a top of the morning accent and I don't know what's going on. Joey Beans, he goes back away. Uh your wife leaves the door open because, number one, there's a sense of trust. Let's look at the positive side of this. There's a sense of trust. She knows that you're not going to take advantage of that door being open. And I don't mean that in nefarious ways, but you're not going to pull a prank on her. You're not going to come back, take a picture, put it up on Snapchat. You're not going to do anything like that. She trusts you. That's the positive side, Joey. And I forget how long you've been married. I mean, it's got to be a couple decades now. I could see with the fear in your eyes. But the, 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 um, the other side of it, the negative side, and what you maybe have to watch out for, Joey, is is you, and I'm trying to say it for a nice way, you have been too nice of, of a partner. You've been too emotionally open. Got to get my deep breaths here for this emotional content. You've been too emotionally open, and there's an intimacy there that isn't um, natural, that it's, it's, it's not to the benefit of the sexiness of the relationship. So... There's nothing you could do about it, Joey. Because if you walk up and say, hey, do you mind closing the door? Or if you just reach in and close it, you're down for three days, three, four days. You're, we, you're, you're, you, you don't have a happy home. And you need to have a happy home, Joey. For the most part, I think you have. I've seen some of your tweets, though. So you maybe got to pull back. Quit being so emotionally available. Quit being a good, non-toxic man. A man that is comfortable and accepts the trust that is given to him and, and doesn't violate it. That, that, that might be the problem, Joey. You choose what side you fall on. Uh, Troy uh, says, uh, who has one of the greatest beards on YouTube uh, photos. I know this is, I'm releasing this as a podcast later just to keep the feed alive and kicking. Uh, Troy says, they finally opened two top golf locations near me. Haven't gone yet because it's expensive as bleep. And he put a little emoji of fecal matter with eyes, which I think is hilarious. I like Mr. Hankey. It's one of the things I still enjoy about South Park. I don't watch South Park anymore, but I enjoy Mr. Hankey. And I enjoy fecal matter with eyeballs on it. Uh, Jake says, Maddie gives great hugs. I know this. I know this. I've, I've hugged uh, Maddie. Actually, I hugged him and said, please don't leave me. Uh, please don't leave me here to die. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, oh, Matt, and Maddie refutes this. Says, that's the guys on the other island that has the accent. I don't, you, we have no accents here. Uh, we got another question coming in. If you're watching, if you're watching live, you got questions. Uh, you, you hit me up here. All right. This is, this is the time. This is the time I'm checking, uh, uh, tweets. I also got like tweets. I'm checking texts. 
I got a, uh, I got a like family thing going on today too. Yeah, oh, my God, it's, it's it's been one of those times. <sighs> Deep breath, Kyle Harlow, who I have met. I have met Kyle Harlow. I have met. I have met Kyle Har- Harlow. Uh, and um, all right, sorry, I got. All right, sorry. Okay, good. It's it's a, it's a sensitive family matter going on. Hey, what'd you do the other night? I tuned into Ken Napsack. He actually was live on his channel. What did he, he just answered texts from his mom. That's all he did. Kyle Harlow, who I've met at a bar in Chicago, says, well, Ken, what happened to the Bud Bowl? It needs to come back and involve Bud Light Seltzer's expansion team. Kyle, this is a this is a great question. In an episode that's going to come out next week on Force Center, we went into uh, Super Bowl commercials. And I'm going to say Super Bowl. And the NFL wants to come after me and shut down this stream. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not a rich man. Take take the dust from, from, from my wallet. I don't care, NFL. The commercials at that big sporting event. I got scared and I backed off. The commercials need to, they need to recapture some of the glory. They need the Bud Bowl back. Of all the reboots and remakes that are going on in the world right now, the Bud Bowl is ripe for the come comeback. It's ripe for the picking. And Kyle, this is a great idea. You should be working at an ad agency. You should be getting a copywriting job working at an ad agency, because I really like what you're saying. Bud Light Seltzer, as an expansion team, is genius. And maybe, because what was it? It was Bud Light versus Budweiser, right? It was the Bud Bowl. Maybe Budweiser has retired by this time, right? No one drinks regular beer. It's the calories. So Bud Light versus Bud Light Seltzer. As a fancy new expansion team, and maybe you draft one of the players from Budweiser. Maybe he's on the expansion team, kind of like that veteran, who like Charlie, like Charlie Huff with the Marlins, the opening day pitcher for the Marlins in 1993. He he was 59 when he was pitching for him, whatever it was. Uh, I actually I think I'm a couple years older than Charlie Huff was now uh, when he was pitching for the Marlins in '93, which is is scary. Scary. So I think you, we got a built-in storyline, Kyle. It's a great question. It's an absolute great question. We're off and running here. 14 minutes into this broadcast. It's the Blathering Live. You got a question for me? I'm going to ask. I'm going to answer it. If, if you think I won't answer it, I, I have no problem with you super chatting me right now. If you super chat me a question, I will at least acknowledge it. If you, uh, Then maybe because I can't ignore it because there's been an exchange of currency. But I'm not. Am I pandering? Other people pander and they sleep at night just because I don't. Just because I don't sleep at night, because I don't play the algorithm game, because I don't do trailer reactions, and I don't have any problem with anyone doing trailer reactions, buy a house from it. I've, a lot of people I know have made smarter decisions than I uh, playing the algorithm game. But this is me. Okay. Let's catch up here. Uh, SMG311, who has not answered whether this is a reference to the band 311. Why haven't you answered that question? I'm asking you. Ken, would you rather see a scene of Anakin and Luke and Leia? Excuse me, let me let me let Ron Burgundy that. Have you? Uh, would you rather see a scene of Anakin and Luke and Leia, or Anakin and Ahsoka that we got? Why haven't gotten to see him with him and his children? It seems like a missed op. Well, look here. Here's I. I don't look at Star Wars as missed ops. I just look as we haven't got to things yet. There might be reasons we don't, and 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 always look to the future. There's always something to happen. I. 
Loved the one with Anakin Ahsoka. I, I had some up and downs with the Ahsoka series, but that was one of my big ups. And I think it was some of Hayden's finest work. Not just his Anakin, but his finest work, finest, fi- finest work in his career. And I, you know, I, Jumpers is what it is. Um, this is the other one he did, Shattered Glass. Give Hayden some, you know, he's a llama farmer. He's an outdoorsman. And, and he's good at doing what he does. And I think he, I, I'm very happy that Hayden got to come back and breathe some life into a, a performance of Anakin that got, and I was part of it, a part of that course for a lot of years of just saying, oh, it was bad. And I don't think it was bad. I think Revenge of Sith, in particularly, he, he, he was wonderful. And so, um, I, but I do want to see, I don't know if I want to see Anakin, Luke, and Leia. I don't know if they need, I don't know if we need to see that. I don't know if, Force Ghosts, um, generally, historically, show up, and there could be, and you can. Uh, by the way, I don't think Anakin and Ahsoka was a Force ghost in the traditional, traditional sense. But if Anakin, the Force ghost, was to show up with Luke, to Luke and Leia, Force ghosts don't really show up unless the person is in need. They show up when you need them most, right? That's kind of every time they're there, something's gone on, gone on where the characters need something, some guidance, some help, support, right? They can't do it for them. Force ghosts aren't there to fight their wars for them. That's why anyone who tells you, oh, the end of Red Skywalker should have had 19 force ghosts helping Ray and fight. Nope, they should not have. That is not the way it should have gone. Force ghosts don't show up to fight your battles. They show up when you're in need. So if Luke and Leia are in need, and maybe that needs emotional, maybe it's some sort of, look, we need to reconcile with what happened. We're working through what happened. And that's the real need that they need to go forward. Then I think a great thematic purpose for it. Uh, how you do it if it's animation is a book comic I don't know live action obviously a little tough right now but I, I definitely definitely like the idea and the conversation I still want to see is Ahsoka and Luke we on Force Center we, we, talk, we call it the, the campfire conversation with Ahsoka and Luke where they kind of share notes so to speak alright I'm, I'm catching that, SMG, S, SMG 311 which I'm going to call you until you deny it it's good um Maddie Gunner's got a question. Jed Murrow, check it in. One of the one of the best people out there in the world. Uh, second only maybe to Maddie Gunner, only because you know Maddie's got that accent. If Jed Murrow started speaking in an English accent, she'd leap over Maddie Gunner as the best person in the world. Puppy bowl is everything. Don't forget the puppy bowl. If the halftime show, I like a lot of the halftime shows. I think they're fun spectacle. If, if you don't want to watch the halftime show, which this year's Usher, all right, maybe Usher ain't your jam, flip over to Puppy Bowl. Puppy Bowl is delightful. In a world full of pain and a world full of hate, check on the Puppy Bowl. Most memorable Super Bowl of your life, says Dylan Barry. Um, love that. Um, so <laughs> someone said Bud Light. Catching up questions. I see a super chat out there. I'm going to uh, cry when I check it into. Dylan, love that question. And by the way, Dylan, in your profile picture, for those listening in audio, he's got a great profile picture. Almost looks like a wedding or a graduation or something. And he's got a great bow tie. I don't look good in bow ties. I can't pull them off. My buddy Matt Key pulls them off uh, like a like a chimney sweep in merry old England, which is apparently the theme of the day. But Dylan, you pull it off. More, most memorable Super Bowl, Super Bowl of your life. As a Miami Dolphin fan who started rooting for the Dolphins when they played San Francisco in the 84 Super Bowl, which I believe would be January of 85, that's how I became a football fan. That's how I became a fan for the Dolphins. I wouldn't call that memorable. I call that a lifetime of pain. Most memorable? I, I, I don't go to a lot of Super Bowl parties anymore. I think this year I'm going to sit on Mark Ellis's lap and we're going to order some Domino's. Like, that, that's it, right? I don't, I don't like watching sports in large groups. But my, uh, in terms of 
it's it's the year, and I'm a Dolphin fan, obviously, so I root against the Patriots. But the year the Patriots were undefeated all the way into the through the playoffs to the Super Bowl, and they're taking on the Giants. This is the David Tyree catch year. I was watching it. I was at a big Super Bowl party. Big Super Bowl party at a tiny apartment in uh, Brentwood. And it was a bunch of comics. It was my friend who was a comic who was from Boston. who was a, one of those annoying Patriot fans and Red Sox fans. And one of my good friends, well, two of my good friends, Harloff, my other, our other good buddy, Tom Connolly, Giants fans. And we were there. I can't, Harloff might have been in and out, but Connolly and I were in one. And, and so we, they, the host of the party, was so serious about it, he was upset that we were there as Giants fans. And if you're rooting for the Giants, you got to go in the side room. So we were squished into a side room. And that catch from Tyree, that catch and that victory, and my friend Tom, his his father had passed away, lifelong Giants fan, and he had like had a picture of his father with him. And, and no one expected him to beat the Patriots. And that was one of the times where sports really just, it, it becomes more than just what's on the field. The celebration in that little tiny room was so good that one of my other friend's wives suffered a broken rib when all of us fell on her. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but that's how wild it got. And then the host of the party actually got mad and like wanted to kick us all out. Memorable for all other reasons. So I'll go with that one, Dylan. And the next memorable one will be when Tua, Tyreek, and Raheem, and Devon, and, and the Miami Dolphins get back to the Super Bowl and win. That will be the one. That will be the one. Troy, who is a channel member, uh, says uh, GC is number one. Who rounds up your top five favorite ball players? GC is Gary Carter, and I, and I I do want to come back to you, Maddie. If I forget forget it, Maddie, that question about the courses, I have to uh, I have to kind of remember that one there. But um, Gary Carter, we're we're, we're putting at number one. Number two, Don Mattingly. Number two, Don Mattingly. This is tough. This is tough. All time. I, it's hard for me not to say Derek Jeter. I love Jeter. I was there when Jeter came up in 95. Had a little base hit to left field, first major league hit. I, I watched him on opening day against Cleveland, hit that home run over the fence there. We didn't know there. I don't want to say just Yankees. Uh, I, I will say um, classically, I'll throw in a classic. Obviously, didn't watch him. It's hard. Willie, Willie Mays is the greatest of all time to me. I love Stan Musial. Love Stan Musial. That, I'll put Stan up there as well. I, I, I want to answer Mariano Rivera. I just want to do a murderous row of Yankees, but I'll try to push past that. But Mariano Rivera, here's what I love. I'm gonna, right, Mariano goes on the list. Mariano goes on the list because Mariano Rivera retired as the greatest closer of all time. First ballot, Hall of Famer, like, you know, across the board, no one voted against him. But I remember Mariano Rivera coming up in the Yankees system as a starting pitcher. He had one good start against the, the White Sox. I think in like 95 he came up. But he didn't work and he wasn't it wasn't good. And 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 I'm and like I'm in that point in my career in a lot of ways where we're like some stuff isn't working. And 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 I it doesn't mean I have to leave the game. I just have to do what I do best. And Mariano Rivera learned the cutter and he figured out I'm not a starter. The Yankees were like, you're not a starter. And we're gonna make you the best setup man in baseball, which they 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 had him in '96, setting up a, an absolute creepy dude who we won't even mention anymore, who was the closer for the Yanks in '96. Then Rivera comes in. Then Rivera blows a game in the '97 playoffs against Cleveland that cost us a chance to move on, cost us a chance to repeat as World Series champs. But he doesn't. It never, it never, never stopped him. And I, I sometimes, if I blow a game, I'm out for a season. You know, mentally. 
And I look up to Rare. So that's four. All right, that's, these are great questions. I'm going to catch up. More Super Chats coming in. You guys, you guys are awesome. Uh, I got them uh, uh, over here. Troy, and the, the fifth one, so I put Mutual in there. God, this is really tough. There was a time when, I, I got to tell you, there was a time, even when he was on the Red Sox, I liked Roger Clemens. I like good fireball pitchers, but Clemens, it's tough to, it's tough to answer that. All right, my number five favorite baseball player of all time, Mike Fitzgerald, catcher. For the Mets, Expos, and California Angels one season, he also played left field for them. I was a fan of Gary Carter. I wanted to be a major league catcher. Gary was my guy. Gary, in the trade from the Expos to the Mets, uh, went to the Mets. Mike Fitzgerald, along with like Floyd Yeomans and some other players, I think Hubie Brooks, went back to the Expos. And so I was, I was obsessed with that as a kid. You had Gary, the superstar. Then you had the service, service man, kind of the serviceable, uh, uh, you know, Average player, Mike Fitzgerald, coming back. But I loved, so I was fascinated by it. And Fitzgerald was a, a like, I figured, I, I was, I want to be a player. I figured I could play like Fitzgerald. Like, I wouldn't be, a, if I got to the major leagues, I wouldn't be a Gary Carter. I'd be a Mike Fitzgerald. The guy who starts three, four weeks, uh, games a week, goes one for four with a double. And I got to see him play in 1989. I always say the one, one for four with a double story. I always said Mike Fitzgerald is always good for a one-for-four game, and that hits usually a double, right? Which is not factually and statistically true, but I said that. And in 1989, I went to see the Dodgers and the Expos, and my now late Uncle Nick, I told him that because he was a base- baseball fan from years back. He hadn't watched as much, but he was happy to go to the game with me and my family. And I was like, I get to see Mike Fitzgerald tonight. He's so good. He always goes one-for-four with a double. Mike Fitzgerald that night went one-fourth a double. The, do- the double came down the left field line where we were sitting. I didn't get it. I didn't get the ball, but the ball went, skipped into the stands and went near where we were, where we were sitting. And it was just one of those things that was like, do I know baseball or what? It was magical. So those are my lists. By the way, the list will change tomorrow, Troy. And thank you for being a channel member. Channel members get to tune in live to uh, 20 Minutes of Coffee. Uh, Andrew's saying, uh, Andrew Hanks, who is, it turns out, it turns out, this is a fact, Andrew Hanks is... Uh, Tom Hanks's third cousin. Hey, Ken, don't always catch a lie. It just wants to keep keep up the good work, good, bad, or otherwise. I love that. I love that. I'm assuming he's saying keep up the work no matter what's going around in my life. But maybe he could mean keep up the work even if it's bad, even if I'm doing bad. <laughs> it's not what he means. All right, SMG's got an answer. It's my birthday, March 11th, but one of my all-time favorite bands. See, I knew it. I knew it. Uh, Brian Jackson, Mr. McClunk is here. What's up? They have llamas in Canada. You learn something new every day. I, I, someone, someone fact check me. And I, as I catch up with the comments, maybe, uh, maybe you guys have answered it. Hayden Christensen, I do believe, is a llama farmer. I think, but it could be another animal. Could be alpacas. I don't know. But he, he, he at one point, that's what he was doing when he wasn't acting, and I love that. It's a reminder that we're all, we're all many things. I'm facing that right now. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I got to pick up some work. Uh, right now, and 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 I, fingers crossed. Hope I'm close on some things, but it's like part time supplemental work, and it's it's tough for a creative to to think. Well, this is what I got. I, I'm not creative anymore because I'm doing this, and that's not true. I did a day job for 17 years that I didn't like, but you know, might have to go back to it. You know, who knows? Um, it's a reminder. And look where Hayden is now. He got back to where he wanted to be. Jake, with a generous super chat, Yakavetta took me only 17 years to learn to say, say his name right. I remember, before I get to this question, I remember, it was, a, it was, I think, an inside schmodown. We went to the Collider Studios on the weekend. We used to record those, like, 8 a.m. We'd start doing inside schmodowns at 8 a.m. We'd do, like, three or four. Then within the schmodown day would start. So it would be a long day. Woe is us, right? And I'm sitting with Emma Fife. 
one of my favorites. And Emma's like, oh, we got we to say thanks to this guy. And I was like, Jake Lakova Ita. She's like, it's Yakoveta. I was like, Lakoveta. You're close. And it took me like 10 minutes. So the problem is, Jake, for years, I, I knew, or at least that first year, I knew that if I saw your name, it was Jake Yakoveta. And maybe I'm pronouncing some of the syllables slightly different, but I, I'm in the ballpark, right, Jake? But sometimes it happens a lot. If I get, I did this as a stand-up host. If I think your name, if, if I see like my pal, Jennifer Miro, if I, if I saw her name and in my head, I think Jennifer Mire, and she's like, oh no, it's Jennifer Miro. I go up on stage and I got that voice in my head that's saying, it's not Jennifer Mire. It's not, it's Jennifer Murrow. It's Jennifer, it's, and here's Jennifer. Like, that's what happens in my dumb, that's a dumb brain in here. So, Jake, that was, I won't explain that. You didn't ask that. So, Jake says, okay, I basically drank half the alcohol in Panama City Beach this past weekend with three friends, and our dumb selves got matching tattoos of a shot glass. Shot glass. How long till I need to cover that up? Um, I mean, where is the tat, Jake? And I'll try to catch up with that here. Let me let me roll down here and try to try to catch up with that. You guys, you guys are, you guys have got some great, you guys are great with some of these stuff. Uh, <laughs> I look, I don't think. Look, I'm just gonna assume it's on your forearm, Jake. Uh, I'll, I'll scroll down. It's on my calf, he says. It's on my calf. Okay. Um, Look, how are you walking around? Look, first of all, Jake, if you own cargo shorts, you get rid of them now. You burn them. You throw them at, a, at an enemy of yours. You donate them to charity. You get rid of the cargo shorts, all right? But if you got to wear them, wear them in the privacy of your own compound. Don't let us – don't make us have to look at that. Um, though they're the most versatile short around. Um, I don't think you got to cover it up. Now, you got a story. Look at the story. I, I've – I'm coming up on 48 years of, of walking this planet. All right, so I'm 46 of walking this planet. Uh, or maybe, unless I was a late bloomer, 41. Uh, I, I don't have, I've never had a story like this. Three of your friends and yourself drank half the alcohol in Panama City Beach, Florida, which is hard to do because they stock up. They know what's coming for it, that city. In the middle of all that, you got matching tattoos of a shot glass. Look, it wasn't like a devil's face. It wasn't a penis. It wasn't a devil face with a penis. You're, you're, oh, YouTube. I hope YouTube doesn't demonetize my stream now because I said uh, the devil. Um, I don't think you got to cover it up, Jake. I don't think you got to cover it up. In fact, you know what? I reversed my decision. Go out, go out to Walmart, buy a pair of cargo shorts. That's what I think. You don't have to cover up nothing. You don't got to cover up nothing is what I say. Catching up with comments here. Uh, Aaron Hatch is here. Hello, Ken. Hope your day is good. Hope you're doing okay also. I'm looking for hope. I'm reaching for hope. And I believe there's hope. That's what I'll say. Jack Hulse says, evening. Non-Star Wars question for you. Topish three female musicians solo of a member of a band that should be more well known than they are now. Love this. Love this. First, I go to Kath Myers. Kath Myers is one of my favorite songwriters of all time. I got to see her live. Uh, I've seen her live twice. Play her on pop rock and radio a lot. Um, Kath Myers, for a while, she was known, she went as like Kat Myers. She had like a band behind her. Uh, she's changed Kath Myers. C, excuse me, K A 
T.H. Myers. Uh, she has the she's she has such honest, heartfelt, open lyrics. They're also a bit of a story. They tell a story. And I had a chance to say I had a few rum and cokes in me. I I, I told her the last time I sat at the lodge room, I ran up to her and just in um, and said, "Look, you you got like Tom Waits and Paul Simon kind of songwriting, but it is all through you and it's all through your perspective. And don't stop. I, I she's one of my favorite songwriters. Look up Kath Myers." Um, Singer songwriter with a rock lean is what I'll say. Beyond that, um, uh, my other favorite and, and pop rockers, uh, you know this a lot. I say this name a lot, and I've not had the chance to see her perform live yet. And we have some kind of mutual friends, uh, Jesse Payo of the band Pom Poms, and Jesse is a multi-genre um, um, talent. She kind of started coming up. She kind of like a, I don't want to misgenreify it, but like an urban dance hip hop vibe. She had, she was part of a duo. She kind of hit the scene there in the mid two thousands. Uh, I only discovered her in like three four years ago now, three years ago. Um, she did very successful with that, and then also great great songwriter, great guitar player. Uh, she's also done um, folk and folk rock and folk pop. Uh, she got into a little country singer-songwriter stuff. Um, she then in 2017 released music with um, uh, 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 this band Pom Poms, which it, it's, it's, it's essentially her. It's her. It's a persona. It's like a rock persona of her, but it's her to the core, and there's other people involved, and we'll go on there. But not only is just that 2017 album, uh, you all should check it out. Like There's a song, uh, Red Lips, uh, great Sexy rock song. Got new music out. Great song out called Galaxy. And she's a great follow on Instagram too. Very funny, witty, uh, very much herself, uh, very much an artist, uh, dancer, quirky sense of humor. It's all good. She's she's a one-stop package of, of just entertainment. And she's got – people know her. Just like people know Kath Myers. But, but, but they – in this modern world, they can't break through. They can't break through uh, because it, the old standards are gone. Radio. Gone. It's still around, but not in the way it used to be. Um, you can't get the word out. You got to go viral on TikTok, and even that's not going to guarantee. Spotify is looking for certain things. They're going to push you only if you do X, Y, and Z. Only if you feed the feed the feed the algorithm and feed the math. So it's hard, man. And live shows, you know, it, it it's not easy for everyone just to go out and tour. So check out those. Um, and then uh, I talk about them a lot there too. I'll say Child Seat. Child Seat is this band. And um, Madeline Matthews, who used to have a solo project called Mod, she is, as I said before, uh, she on Pop Rock Radio, she's a goddamn rock star. She is a goddamn rock star. And she is full of life, full of energy. She is, she, I saw them at the Moroccan Lounge and they got a bunch of new music out now, uh, out now. So at the Moroccan Lounge, opened up for Living More, another great band. And they had only been a band for a little bit. They've been all, uh, other projects and everything like that. I was blown away. She was a goddamn rock star. Great question, Jack. Love that there. Will McLean's here, just getting up, uh, back from seeing Argyle. Uh, what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about you seeing Argyle, Will. Uh, you guys are catching up. Uh, let's see. The Bears uh, at 85 is an awesome Super Bowl, especially if you don't like the Patriots. Hey, speaking of pop rock and radio, Trey T with a super generous, I got to say this, Trey T, this is a super generous super chat. 
Because I know you, you need the money to build more fences up there in Portland. Uh, pop rock and radio syndication question mark. Congrats, again. congrats, man. More details. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. A little burping coming in. Uh, Trey T, uh, thank you for bringing up. Pop Rock and Radio, the music I shoot, do most Saturday nights live, but you can get all the episodes on demand at mixcloud.com slash radio. There's no G on rocking because it's rocking. We're rocking. The links are down below. It's an old style radio show. Is radio dead? Yeah, but it shouldn't be. And I'm going to fight for it to the, to the bitter end. Um, I... Um, had the chance through the program directors, as a lot of you know, I, I'm on an oldies radio station in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Every Saturday morning, uh, even though I'm in Burbank, um, every Saturday morning, I'm on the radio in Newcastle, Pennsylvania on a radio station, 107.5 uh, FM, Hall of Fame Music Radio. And the program director is a great guy named Doug Lazon. He's an old radio veteran. And he loves what I do in pop rock and radio. And he loves having me on a station. And I love being there. It's, it's, it's a one shift a week. It's a volunteer thing for me. Uh, but I love doing it. And so we, he, he's been hammering me for a year. Like, Hey, I can, we can get the show syndicated. Now, again, I'm, I'm being honest and open about finances and money. I get you, you make zero. When I say $0, I mean, $0 and zero cents syndicating radio shows these days. Radio is not what it used to be, but doesn't mean you can't get people to listen. doesn't mean people can't hear. and doesn't mean you can't get them to maybe hopefully some of the other things you do where you can generate some capital capital for your future endeavors. So Pop Rock and Radio, starting very soon, will be syndicated on it. Right now, at least just two radio stations. We're hoping it will grow. Um, I don't. Uh, one of them will be new, uh, Hall of Fame Music uh, Radio in Newcastle. Another one I'm not sure of yet. Doug's kind of handling that. He's executive producing the show. It's going to be 53-minute episodes. Um, I'm going to make them available to everyone on Mixcloud, and I'm going to make them available to anyone on my Patreon page. You're just going to upload them there. So you don't. even if you're not in the town where that radio station is, you'll get to hear the show. I'm very excited about it. Very excited about it. Uh, Maddie, hold on to your question, all right? Don't let me forget. Tully's here. Tully Quinn says, uh, never got your music critic thoughts on the last Beatles song. Did you like Now and Then? I did. I did. And I'm someone who is prepared to have as as many nuanced conversations as I can, um, as I can about AI. And, and, And AI has become this umbrella term. And I think it's important that we don't all immediately fight back against AI without fully understanding or trying to, because I don't fully understand everything about it. I want to make, I'm not an expert, but I've gone from AI pout thumbs down bad to, Hey, where can it help us? Where can it actually help us as humans? And there's always going to be some controversial things around it. And and we hope that the corporations and the people in power don't get a hold of it and never give it up. And don't turn themselves into elite versions of themselves physically and mentally uh, where we're all out here is the serfs and the waste, right? The, the comic Lazarus, Lazarus, if, if any of you are familiar with the comic Lazarus, that's so close to being a reality, it's scary. And a lot of it has to do with that kind of stuff where these kind of powers get into the wrong hands and the, the divide grows. Forget the middle class being gone just in terms of economics, just in terms of status and who we are as people. So I want to put that out there as a caveat because I've been drinking. That said, the ability to take that program, much like Peter Jackson did with his doc on Apple Music, separate the vocals, rebuild the vocals, repair them, make it into something. I like Free as a Bird. I like Real Love. I wish we were able to do that with those songs. I thought it was really good. I thought it was powerful. It's a simple little tune. I don't, Lennon probably was like, I don't want anyone to hear this. It's, it's me just typing out, pounding out a ditty as I'm baking bread at home in the Dakota. 
but it, it, it's something special now. Um, and I think for me, it, it, it is the most groundbreaking song lyrically or, or musically for the Beatles. No, no, but I didn't need it to be. It moved a lot of people. It was a song that wasn't just, hey, let's swim in nostalgia. It was a song that was, so many of us as Beatles fans have lived through all of this. And we have a chance to maybe kind of say goodbye in our own way. Paul and Ringo, with, with the help of the, the estates of Lennon and Harrison, get to kind of have a final say. And could more stuff pop out? Yeah, McCartney's still going. Ringo's still going. Yeah, I have no problem. It's like pro wrestling. I don't need – if a pro wrestler retires and comes back, so be it. If we get another Beatles song, so be it. But if now and then is it is the final chapter, I thought it was sweet – and sometimes we need to not overlook sweet. So there you go. Going to the baseball question. Eddie Murray's number one for Mike Fink. Eddie Murray, you and Mark Ellis should chat. He also said, not sure if I go deeper, but also love Fred Lynn. Fred Lynn, rookie of the year and MVP in the American League in 1975 for the Boston Red Sox, does go on to play, what, with the Angels, right? But the Orioles and the Padres. Love that there. Good answer. Uh, Aaron Hatcher says, I do like uh, Kansas City because it's the closest one of the, uh, it's like the closest or one of the closest NFL teams to my state. Uh, but I wish the Lions were playing against uh, Kansas City, but I love it for the Lions. I was all in on the Lions, all in on the Lions. Um, I adopted them. Uh, I adopted them uh, after the Dolphins um, got knocked out. And as I said on 20 Minutes of Coffee, I was prepare- prepared to eat a large Detroit style pizza if they got to the Super Bowl. Not won the Super Bowl, just got to it. Didn't happen. So uh, I'm going to have to eat that Detroit-style uh, pizza uh, on my own. Aaron Hatcher says here, thanks for those joining and hanging out with me here. I'll catch up with the comments. Um, uh, I got some coming in there. Aaron Hatcher says, speaking of baseball, did you see the summoner? Some people destroyed one of the Jackie Robinson statues. Shake my head. I'm sure it was some uh, POS racist that's mad about Civil War statues being taken out. Yeah. I did see a story in Wichita and you know, Major League Baseball and all the teams have uh, already agreed to uh, replace the statue. It, it is what it is. Yeah, it, it, we live in a pretty um, uh, dark world at times. And Jackie Robinson is someone who, who should always be celebrated. You should always talk about that situation. You should all, when, you, when you talk about Jackie Robinson, talk about the two things to talk about in my mind as a baseball fan. Talk about him. The man and his accomplishments and what he did and the barriers he broke. But then also talk about why and analyze and and you can't fix and you cannot go back. And I'm never asking anyone to go back in history and change it. I'm just – I always want people to acknowledge the whole picture of history. There are barriers in place and we need to always um, remember that and not have that affect every step we take going on that it needs to be in every conversation. But just – the celebration should also come with the realization of the entire picture of the history in that moment. And Jackie represents all that to me. Going back to baseball questions, uh, Troy says, had a look at Mike Fitzgerald. Phew, made it, made it, what a deep cut. There was two Mike Fitzgeralds. One showed up in like 1990. Um, alpacas and llamas are basically the same effing thing. It's probably true. We're talking about what, what farm did Hayden Christensen have? Uh, Dagobah Shorts is here. Hello, Dagobah Shorts. I, I like to, I know this is probably a reference to like shorts on YouTube that are of Dagobah or from Dagobah or just about Star Wars. But I like the idea that we start a brand called Dagobah Shorts and they're just those little cutoffs that Yoda had on. I'll give it to y'all. Make money off my idea. Hey, Ken, if you could live on one planet from Star Wars, which one would it be? I love this question because it does, it does change all the time. It does. And, and, I, and I never remember my most recent answer to this. Right Tree Village 
on Endor is, uh, you know, I'm not a camper, but I, I could I could go there for uh, a little bit. But I think in the end that might be a weekend, like going to Big Bear or something. We're like, this is great, but I'm, I'm ready to leave. <sighs> Naboo, it's beautiful. So Naboo seems like a good society. Other, you know, though the 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 Nubian people, the way they treated the Gungans, we should analyze that as well. But um, I'll go there. Uh, I, I think that's a good spot. Um, but you know what? Maybe I, I, it changes all the time, man. It changes all the time. Sorgan, I was rewatching Mandalorian season one. There's sometimes where I'm in my life right now. I sometimes just want to run and go to Sorgan and just pick up those blue fish from the lake and hope pirates don't get me and don't talk to anyone. I, I kind of like that idea. Kind of like that idea. Um, was it Arvala? Was, was Arvala 7 is where Mando and Grogu settled for right now? Go there, get a plot of land, be a landed gentry. I, I'd be okay with that. But I think, um, I think I'll, my official answer, as of right now, I'm feeling a little bit of a canto bite. I'm, I, but I'm not one of the elite. I'm not rich. So if I could get a job at Canto Bite, maybe work in security, work, Canto Bite police force, but I'd be one of the nice ones. Or maybe I'm a scoundrel. Maybe I'm DJ. Uh, seems like a tough place to live, but maybe if I'm trying to make a little extra credits, that might be my spot. The answer will change tomorrow. Dylan says, is there some sort of Super Bowl bet you can make that is equivalent to the Detroit bet? Uh, maybe Kansas City barbecue tray or something San Francisco related? <sighs> I'm, not, I'm not rooting against any of those teams, Dylan. I just, I don't have a vested interest. I had a vested interest in Detroit winning. I wanted Eminem to be happy in his life for once. But also Lauren Romo and Laser Bolt videos to my uh, cherished uh, listeners here. Um, I'll think about that. Let's come back to that one there. All right. Oof. We're, um, we're going. Jake, you know me enough to know I would never wear cargo shirts. I don't know, Jake. You're drinking all the alcohol. Uh, Kate is here. Kate Von D. Uh, hey, Kate, good to see you. Hope your uh, years go aggressive. Art. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, it's not. <laughs> but that's okay. John Smith is here. Have you thought about applying for Vince McMahon's job? I don't want Vince's job. I don't want to be uh, anywhere near the Fed right now until they sort everything out. And I don't think I could. I have a lot of thoughts on Vince McMahon. None of them really good. Um, but I do have, I understand his place in history. And one thing I'll say, he, he was obsessed for better or worse, with, with his uh, family business there. And I don't have that in me. But I do love wrestling still. All right. My uh, co-host will be on here uh, tomorrow, um, 11 a.m., uh, live on this channel for two more weeks. And then we're moving anytime fully to the Anytime channel. So get ready for that. Uh, and we're making some changes. I'm going to be doing the news. A little di- we're, we're talking. About. I don't want to give away too much. All right. <laughs> First of all, Alden, thanks for the super chat. But let's be honest, I owe you money right now. Top four restaurants you need to visit with Alden from any time with Ken and Alden. I love the promotion there. And shout out to uh, Laserbolt using a GPA glass now. Uh, um, <laughs> top four restaurants you need to visit with Alden. Well, we've been to Smokehouse. So that's one. So anytime. Um, Alden comes on. Um, but then we get, we need, to, it's not so much a restaurant as it's kind of a bar performance venue, but also a restaurant. We'll, we'll go to the McKittrick in New York. Great spot. My buddy, uh, Georgie, uh, who was an old school Schmoes uh, fan, Georgie McCann. He took me to McKittrick once. Uh, me, Georgie, Alicia Malone, uh, some other folks. Matt Brown was there. Ephraim Guzman were there. Um, 
Went to McKittrick and it was wonderful. It's kind of it's not quite speakeasy, but it kind of is. So that's two. That's two on the list. Um, then we got to go because you didn't specify top four restaurants. I need to visit with you all. It doesn't mean that when you come to LA, but assuming that's I'll stay local. Um, I'll say if you're coming to Burbank. I don't know if you've earned Wood Ranch yet. I just don't know if you've earned Wood Ranch yet. But we will go to Don Cuco's, which is my uh, chain Mexican restaurant of choice in town. And that's where I hold court. I hold court at Don Cuco's. So we'll go there. So that's three. And then the four, number four restaurant that we need to go to. <sighs> Thinking. Because I'd love to say something like Musso and Frank, but I haven't been there. I'm, I'm waiting to get to Musso and Frank. We've done Smokehouse. I got it. Del Taco. We'll dine in. We'll dine in. Super chat from uh, Troy says, Dig about shorts. We keep the swamp pass away. Troy, you should host the show. What am I doing on here? Please make the someone uh, just give me an executive producer credit on the shorts. Dagobah shorts. We keep the swamp ass away. You know, Yoda was like hot. My crotches was he's walking around that planet during the summertime. I know in the winter got a little cold there. That's great. Oh, Jack. That's I really that means a lot. You rock. You rock, dude. That is all. Ah, that's. That's wonderful. Thank you. You don't even ask a question. Uh, there we go. Um, oh, Casa Vega and Sherman Oaks. Uh, I do, I've been to Casa Vega a few times. It's a great location and it's historic. And I like historic locations for restaurants. Tarantino loves it. Shot, what, some, some of, uh, once upon a time there. Uh, I, the food wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, but it was good. Uh, yeah, that serves a long way from her. See, now I'm so uh, behind in the comments. I don't even know what you're referring to. Into. A lot of you are saying you got your GPA uh, shot glasses and glasses out. Uh, I don't drink anymore. Sober since my birthday back in September. Jack, uh, I was going to cheers you with my drink, but um, how about I, with my soda here that's non-alcoholic. Cheers, Jack, for making a decision um, uh, that's good for you there, and I, I really respect that. Um, okay, catching up here. I see it here. If I miss something, feel free to ask again. Like Maddie Gunner is probably asleep. Um, all right, I'll try to. I'll, I'll try to answer Maddie Gunner. So, what are my top fa- top favorite uh, three courses of all time? And holy crap, I, that's a tough one because you're, you're asking me to have instant recall. I'll say the chorus from Bowie's changes. I'll say live forever. Uh, but Wonderwall. Live Forever. I, I sing along and lose my voice to Live Forever more than Wonderwall. And I love Wonderwall. So I'll say that. Um, does, does Hey Jude over and over count as a chorus? I'm trying. This is a good question. Ah, I have to come back to that. I have to think. I don't have that recall like I used to. You guys toss some ideas in there. Maybe I'll pull it up. I'm trying to go with something like uh, Liz Fair Supernova. You're a human supernova. That that I love that one. In fact, when I was at the Liz Fair, <laughs> when I was at the Liz Fair concert, a Liz Fair show it with a Wiltern, me, Darina, Frank, the editor, and Brian Tiller from the band The Moon Agers. Uh, 
And uh, we were in the back. We were in the back row of the wheelchair, which was great because Darina and I, we were, we're dancers. So we were getting up. And I had sat back down. And the show was over. It was Liz Fair's 30th anniversary of Exxon Guyville. She did Exxon Guyville, track one to the final track. And, then, and she bows and walks off stage. Comes back out for an encore. Grabs her electric guitar and boom, they, they go into Supernova. I jumped out of it. It was like a high bar stool type of chair. I jumped out of it and started clapping. Like remember that meme, that meme of Brendan Fraser trying to clap and everyone made, we all made fun of him and everything. That was me. I was so happy. And I was like, yeah, Supernova. So I might do Supernova. Just going with personal stuff there. Uh, but that's uh, – and thanks for those who still – who supported GPA back in the day and um, have the uh, the glasses there. I still have mine. Uh, yeah, I saw oh, – Alden says, I don't think I've earned Wood Ranch. Sounds too mythic. You haven't. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be blunt. You haven't earned Wood Ranch. You haven't earned chained, uh, chain barbecue food in Burbank. Um, but you will. You'll get there. You'll get there. I only go to Wood Ranch with a few people. Only a few people. Uh, <laughs> the rolls at Wood Ranch are infused with crack. They're addicting. Bread is, let's be honest, but the the cheese toast at Smokehouse and and, and the garlic rolls at Wood Ranch, yeah, you don't even have to compare them. Uh, Nightfall Productions, a.k.a. Adam Knight. Adam Knight, one of my favorites out there in the world. In fact, I encourage you to go back a little bit here on the uh, YouTube side. And um, I think I put it up as a podcast. I can't remember. I should have. If I didn't, that was stupid of me. Um, maybe I will. Um, go listen to the interview Adam and I did. It's the first blathering conversations. In fact, I didn't, ha- I didn't have the name down. I, ca- I called it bla- blathervations, which I mocked myself and changed almost immediately. Yeah, they're not all winners. Uh, but the winner is that interview. It's uh, It's – uh, a great conversation between two men of a certain age who have changed and are trying to change and trying to get better and dealing with it. And, and I love that conversation. So uh, uh, Adam Knight asks me here. Thanks for those who are joining and hanging out with me here live, both on YouTube and my Facebook page. Okay. Hardest hitting question off the top of my dome. I thought you were going to say off the top rope. Burgers or tacos? This has changed over the years. Um, a good burger is a good burger, Right. If you're if you're gonna give me a choice, if, if, I don't even, I don't think she's in chat anymore. But my friend, if my pal Jen Murrow, uh, we 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 hang out often. If she was like, hey, uh, you want to stop on by, bring the dogs, uh, you want to stop by my house, we're, I'm gonna have burgers. I'd be like, great. Uh, what time? Sunday, three o'clock. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd give her that answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if she was like, hey, uh, you want to come over to the house, bring the dogs. Gonna have tacos. I'm cooking tacos. I'm there. If she said three, I'll be there at two forty-five. Tacos are just the best. They've, they've. Look, I love deli sandwiches. It's hard to turn down Seven Eleven pizza. If I'm in New York and I don't have a hot dog from some random cart, I'm upset. Um, I now can add crepes. A ham and cheese crepe I had in Paris. This past year was one of my favorite meal experiences of all time. All time. But if you're offering me tacos, I'm there. Uh, our friend uh, Darina, check out her show, uh, DJ Bruja Radio. I say that like a white man, but she knows it. She laughs every time I do it. Um, Darina's got a great radio show, Mixed Cloud, DJ Bruja Radio. Check it out. Uh, check out her YouTube channel. She uh, organizes taco crawls, which is hard to get everyone in L.A. on the same page in a friend group. We've had some epic 
taco crawls, and I miss those. Maybe we'll get back to those. Uh, all right. Cali Kid with a very generous super chat, and I appreciate that, Cali Kid. Who's actually, as it turns out, is from Ohio. No, I'm kidding. Um, where do you think a Star Wars celebration will be after Japan? Um, I hope Anaheim because it makes my life a lot easier. I have a feeling Orlando. No, actually, take it back. I don't until like DeSantis is out of office and long gone. I don't think anyone from that company is going to go out of the way to bring business. They're still there. I get it. I know. And the lawsuit was dismissed. Uh, one of the parts of it, I think, was dismiss- dismissed the other day. Whatever. Um, what remains is heat. They they got heat in terms of pro wrestling. They got they got real locker room heat between them. Disney and Florida, I think. Um, doesn't mean they're pulling up stakes on a lot of things. So don't read too into that. I don't even mean that to be super political. Um, I, I think Anaheim, but Excel Center was – I had fun there. I don't think Excel Center was perfect for the, the event, but it was a great time. Loved my time out there, but I think Anaheim. Because if, if they all do the alternating year thing, it will be 2027. Uh, you'd be back home. Be back home. Taco, says Lazable Videos. Wonderwall is my number one played track on Last FM in college. God bless you. It's also on the podcast side, says Adam Knight. You know what? You know, you know I know why I can trust Adam on this? He listens to it every night before he falls asleep. He told me that. Uh, coming up, some other questions here. I'll get back to SMG's question two. Top three courses for me, at least right now, tonight by Sunset Neon. Ooh, don't cry out. Oh my God, don't cry out by Shiny Toy Guns. Uh, all Around the World or Myth of Fingerprints by Paul Simon. These are great answers, Jack. I'm not too super familiar with tonight by sunset tonight by sunset and the end. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look up that one. I, I look up that one. I love Paul Simon. All around the world or Myth of Fingerprints. God, that's a great song. Ah, that's a great answer. And Don't Cry Out by Shiny Toy Guns is a great song. It means a lot to me personally. Uh, I won't go into the details. It's from about 2009-ish range. Um, it's a great tune. That's a good pull. Good pull, Jack. Love that. Love, love that there. Uh, SMG, all right. You asked this a couple times. And normally I would say uh, this is a super chat, really, but I, I teased you about your name. How come you and Harloff haven't done any content in a while? Uh, this is uh, – uh, I haven't talked to him in a while. Uh, love the guy. We have a long history going back to 2003 or four range. Uh, life just sometimes takes you in different directions. Uh, he has. I want to be clear. He has invited me to come on his shows. He wants me to debate aliens with him, and I just don't want to. Uh, I think it's it's a very political conversation, and I have become very left leaning progressive in my advancing years, where I used to not be. Uh, I'm not saying as a, he's not on the opposite side or anything like that, but I just think he likes to do non political kind of content, and I think the discussions of UAPs and UFOs and and the wasting of our government money on that stuff and the grifters who have sold this lie and the defense contractor and defense contractor adjacent folks who are who are who are peddling this stuff to uh, representatives, Congress people who uh, believe that UFOs are demons and and that Skinwalker Ranch is is real. And, I, and by the way, I, I never miss an episode of Skinwalker Ranch and Discovery. I never do. I have no problem loving this stuff, and I have no problem if aliens come down. He has invited me on a few times. I want to be clear and open. I just don't – I just – it's not – I don't want to have the conversation that isn't about 
uh, people like Matt Gates, Anna Paulina Luna, Tim Burchett, and any other politician who who would uh, use this to stoke fears of the government and and the government and the deep state, and they're hiding things from you. You can't trust them. You can't trust election results, and you can't trust their investigations into my sex trafficking. You know, I think that's a lot of what's going on, and that a bunch of grifters. The Knapps and the Corbells and the Christopher Mellons of the world and the Jay Strattons of the world, all those folks, uh, Leslie Kane, all those people uh, uh, who uh, was it, uh, Blumenthal, all those folks. I, I do believe they're grifters. And I, I think they believe some of the stuff, but you can't prove any of this stuff. And I think it's all wrapped up. So that's part of the reason we're just not in the same place content wise. Uh, and so there's no I don't it doesn't fit for me. If, if at some point in the future we're on a sh- we're, we sit down together and have a fun stream or we're laughing about silly things that that's that's definitely possible, uh, but he's doing stuff wonderful on his own. Uh, always proud of what he's pulled off for years. Uh, Schmodown um, uh, was something I loved doing. I had a love hate relationship with the Schmodown in terms of behind the scenes stuff, to be honest. But I loved doing it, and I was back. He called me up. I was in my car when he called me up and invited me back. Uh, to uh, do the uh, ring announcing, kind of backup announcing for that final season of Schmodown. And I was all in because it was, it was, I thought it had all the potential world to be the thing that, that really uh, livened it up and kept it going. It didn't work out that way. A lot of, a lot of reasons that it, it just, some just natural, some bad, some good, just didn't happen. So there's uh, no heat, no heat. Um, and maybe one day I just, uh, right now our, our content, if you will, doesn't align up. It's my answer there. Uh, <laughs> Jen Rose says, heck yeah, burgers. I love catching up the comments. I need a content moderator here. Uh, Bradley says, uh, Ken, you're a nice guy. How about blue? I like, uh, uh, both, but blur is my flavor. Uh, you're talking about how about blur? Uh, I do like blur. Uh, what's that song? I love, well, song two is great. Uh, loves the tender. Tender is the love. Love that song. Seven minute song. Used to put that on a lot of mixed CDs back in the day. Um, I, I did buy, back in the day, I did buy into the Oasis versus Blur hype. And I, you know, Oasis is, is music for Saturday night. Blur is music for Sunday morning. And I'm a Saturday night guy, which is funny because I was not. I was a shut in during the years that I fell in love with Oasis. <laughs> Jen Murrow catching up with this is noted. So if Jen, Jen wants me to come over to the house, it's tacos, not burgers. Though recently, I was at Jen's house and we did we didn't have a uh, we had we had each had hamburgers we didn't share a hamburger we, we each we each had hamburgers. Uh, Seattle Doc Brian Jackson oh I've had a lot of good there was a great pizza place in um, that uh, missed those uh, uh, missed those crawls. Uh, <laughs> uh, SMG says didn't mean for me to load a question both kept my love stars alive love you both although I don't know the dynamic both of you great soon thanks for addressing oh yeah no no look I'm happy to answer it I, I don't want to if I didn't address it it'd be like it suddenly turned into some sort of you know, someone would clip this out and be kind of internet drama that's not the case I have been asked on back on uh, I have said no um, number one it's about two hours in traffic to get to a studio all right <laughs> He wouldn't come this way and I wouldn't go that way. Uh, but if we, uh, if, if Harloff and I run into each other, the, like flappers, if we run into each other, it's all good. It's all good times. A uh, lot of history there. Uh, love that there. Uh, all right. Um, Laserbolt says, um, I realize I poured this and I haven't uh, taken a sip. Laserbolt says, will there be a Star Wars celebration in Vegas? I don't think so. It's possible. It's possible. The problem, I've been to a few conventions in Vegas, 
I think the dynamic of Vegas has changed. You got the Grand Prix stuff. You got the Super Bowl. Uh, you got sports teams. are going to uh, feel, feel sorry for our, our buddy uh, Ikaika from the GPA days. The A's are going to be over there soon for baseball. It's not a great convention spot for those kind of conventions. It's good for the national meetup of uh, hammer man- manufacturers. It's good for... Business conferences, I've been to some, like I went to Wizard World Las Vegas. It wasn't good. There's just so much going on in that city at all times. It's hard to draw just people out unless it's big, I think. Grand Prix, Super Bowl. It's a little spread out. But this is the the Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con versus other conventions things. Most other conventions, even New York Comic-Con, which I think regularly outdraws San Diego Comic-Con, even that... Uh, is in one place. It's at the Javits Center. You're at the Javits Center. The moment you cross the street, the convention kind of is done. You'll see people straggling along to get to it, but it's done. San Diego, the greatest thing about San Diego, every year I tell myself, I'm not going down to Comic-Con this year. Every year I say, I'm not doing Comic-Con this year. And I actually haven't attended the con in several years in terms of had a pass, went in, I think pre-pandemic. But I have gone down the last three years Num, number one, Mark Ellison Friends Comedy Show at the American Comedy Company is always the thing we got going on. Go down there. But I can't miss the partying. And I'm not a partier. But it I, I'm a I'm like, you know, you know how Pat Garrett describes Billy the Kid in uh in Young Guns 2? Of course you do. Of course you do. He's a coy dog. He needs attention. He needs attention. That's where I go with that. Uh, everyone, I, I'm a shut-in. I'm, I'm a loner sometimes. I like to be quiet. I like one-on-one conversations with friends. And then every once in a while, I just like, I need to go drink and, and scream at the moon in San Diego for Comic-Con. And and, and I'm not even, I don't even like the, a lot of the parties are just stupid. I don't even need to go to the parties. Just find a bar. Just find a hotel room. Drink it up in hotel rooms to three in the morning with friends. I love that stuff. And San Diego's that. And you can do that in Vegas. But the con comes out of the boundaries. It is not just the convention center. The con is the city. Star Wars Celebration is not necessarily that. Uh, Excel Center a little bit because there was a bunch of hotels in the area that Maddie Gunner kept hanging out in. We had to kick him out of them. But it felt a little bit more like that community of San Diego. But like so was Anaheim. Anaheim's a great example of Star Wars Celebration when it works right. Uh, Orlando was a little bit too spread out for me when I was there in 2017. Yeah, like I had to catch an Uber to get back to the hotel. Like, and you, there was no option of walking. In Anaheim, you could walk, but maybe you make the safe choice for an Uber or a Lyft. But it's, Anaheim is great. The convention center's there, and it's over, and then you're all in hotels in the area, and you're all the Marriott or the Hilton uh, catching COVID and all those things, and you're all there, and it, and it feels – I love – Anaheim 2022 is one of my favorite conventions. Anaheim 2015, one of my favorite conventions uh, for all, all, all time. So um, love that stuff. Love the stuff. So, anyways, uh, Vegas would be it just it's it, it's tough stuff for me. Uh, Joseph Thompson's here, still working a break, but wanted to pop in. Well, you're here. You're here. I think I caught up. Did I catch up? We're not done yet. We got some questions here. Laura Romo says, "Server Chicago, a good spot as far as connecting hotels to actual convention center." Yeah, yeah. You know what, Romo? By the way, uh, you know, condolences to you on the Lions. I know you're probably still working through it. I'd, I'd still be working through it. I'm still working through the Miami Dolphin loss, and then we lose our defensive coordinator. Though that turn out turns out might be a good thing. Laserbolt follows up with this. The best thing about a convention in Vegas is easy to get through the entire country. That I do agree with. You're not wrong there. It's easier than London, and it's way easier than Tokyo. Jake Yakovetta says, uh, I'm going to, okay. You're going to convince Makuga to finally put out his children's 
book that I illustrated. Um, I'm, you know, I was going to text him right now, but here, uh, here, I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to do this picture. Okay. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to text Yakovet. I'm going to text right now. I'm going to text right now. He's probably working. He's probably doing something, probably raising a kid or something. Uh-huh. This is a gripping grip. A video, you're steamy type. On audio, you're like, why is he not talking? I'll put a commercial break here. Okay. I texted him, Jake. I texted him. All right. Lauren Romo says, Star Wars says Chicago. Uh, it was a good spot for connecting hotels to the actual convention. I, 2019 Chicago was a good convention. We did get snowed in, and I'm glad I did. Uh, this thing right here, this is my uh, 501st Belgium uh, unit uh, honorary uh, induction plaque that I wouldn't have gotten if I had flown out the day I was planning to. Uh, we all got snowed in. It wasn't the snow. It was the backlog. It was a mess. It was a mess. I called it. I, I'm normally not one of those complainers. Life happens. I don't want to yell at customer service or people working the front desk, all that stuff. We'll deal with it. No one's dead. Flight got delayed on Sunday. And they were like, we got another flight for you. Thursday. Do you mind staying in Chicago five extra days? I paid for my own flight back. Um, but I, I, it, but that's how life, life throws you a lemon. You get inducted to the 501st. Uh, ran into uh, Chris from the Belgian 501st. And they're the ones that build like that Falcon. And they do a lot of the prop making that shows up at conventions. Um, so uh, anyways... Chicago, as spread out as, as the convention was, because my Joseph and I were, stayed in two hotels. We actually did a hotel switch. Uh, we were, uh, I forget why we switched. Oh, I, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you why Joseph and I switched hotels. I'll tell you why. We loved our first hotel. It was a great hotel. We were sharing a room, um, cutting down costs. Both of us were there for Four Center. We had a live uh, uh, show at the bar. We were there for convention. And that live show at the bars where I met Alden Diaz for the first time. And sometimes you can't go back and change your life. It's, it happens and you just got to move forward with it. Uh, and then uh, um, uh, the Schmodown was there, the big Schmodown event, which was great. A thousand people at a, at a sold out uh, um, famous theater. We could, It was one of these hip hotels. Like the, everyone's trained there to be hip. They're checking you in. They're like, they're hip. And I felt like not hip. Um, and then it had like a downstairs, like help yourself. It's a yogurt bar. It's a gluten-free. You want some, it was great. We met Alex and Molly Damon there and, and some of their friends. It was the first night in town. It was great. We, we checked into our rooms though. And, um, Joseph and I have known each other now 10 years. Even back then it was like six or seven. We're friends. We're, we're very non-toxic men. We're very, uh, open with our emotions. We're good. Good friends. But the bathroom door didn't have a door. It just had a slide. One of those those hotels that have the sliding door, like a barn door. And I'm not kidding. If I'm lying, I'm dying. The, it was this wide. No privacy. None at all. And we checked in. This is before we met Alex and Molly, all the stuff and everything. We checked in. And uh, he goes to the bathroom first. And I, it's one of those things I could tell. I could tell. I could tell, like, the doors, I, I got I to hum to myself to give the man some privacy. Like a Jawa. Or an Ewok. And he comes out and he looks at me and I look at him and he goes, yeah, we, uh, we should change hotels. I went, I agree. <laughs> and uh, we, we, we got through that night and the next, uh, uh, we got to, uh, we went to a, um, uh, another hotel and, and Mark Ellis, because he's just an angel of a human being, 
along with PJ Campbell, also an angel of a human being. They helped us switch hotels. And by accident, we got put, I don't even remember the name of it. We got put up in this fancy hotel. We went in to check in and they, they gave us complimentary like Perrier water, handed us a plate of treats and a hot towel. I'm not, I'm not even lying. We were like, did we, we get in the wrong hotel and we get up there. And this is a difference between classes. This is why we have to fight the, the wage gap, uh, the, the, the wealth inequality. Uh, this is why we have to fight these, these, the class warfare that's happening. In the lesser expensive hotel, door wide open, a barn door with this much peep space in the bathroom. We checked into the rich fancy one. It was, it was a door that sealed shut like, the, like a space shuttle was going to take off. The rich live better lives than us. SMG, appreciate your super chat there. Appreciate you, man. And love your question. All right, I got an answer here. All right. All right. Uh, Jake, he says, if he could find a publisher, he would. I've pitched it to many different people with zero bites. This is where we're at this day, these days. It's hard for artists to do anything. It's hard for creators to get stuff out there. It's hard. So that's your answer. Love it. SMG 311-311 says, if I see it, Star Wars Celebration. Or at a bar, I'll come up say, I'll come say, what's up? Yeah, do that. Do that. Love that. It doesn't happen. You know, my star is fading, right? I know this. I, my, my star is fading. I had a good run. From about 2014, peaked in 2016, 2017 range to about 2019. I had a good run where people knew my name. It happens less. It's still, Star Wars celebrations are are great. And I don't do this for people to know my name. In fact, I I used to do this exact thing, host a show, talking to folks. Well, when I was in my room alone, when I was 14, um, Saturday night naps, like, oh, oh, someone asked a question earlier about when, when is Dutch Allen coming back? I don't know. I wish I could live in a world where I could just make a lot of money doing Saturday Night Napsog. It's just, it's, it's, it might, it's on the cards now. Maybe one day. I miss Dutch too. We'll bring Dutch back somehow. Um, I tried bringing some Saturday Night Napsog segments to YouTube. It didn't click. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, anyways, um, I don't do this for people to uh, recognize me. But man, it feels, it feels good, man. I was once at a Target. Buying things you buy at Target, some of it, you know, for that sealed bathroom. And um, someone's like, hey, Schmoes, no, you know, and you're like, it's great, man. And I love shaking hands and looking people in the eyes and, and saying thank you and, and, and having those kind of connections, um, unless they're Alden Diaz. I'm kidding. Michael McCarson, we call him Detective, says, all right, caught up. You did. You caught up. You're, you're doing a wonderful job. Catching up. Uh, appreciate it. Brian Jackson, Mr. McClunky says, see you, good peeps. Going to step by and say hi to Mark Rowley, then dinner. Yeah, is Mark going live too? Go, yeah, don't, I mean, put, maybe put us up on on uh, two separate uh, streams here. I got about 15 minutes left, and then I got to finish this drink, and then I got to go to the store. I got to go to the store. And then I'm hoping, I'm hoping tomorrow night I can get some tacos with a Fred. All right. I'm just putting that out there. 
Uh, Jake Yakovetta says, still missing the drunk news, but glad you're streaming. Well, hey, look, at least this, uh, outside of tomorrow, I, I was, uh, I hate to disappoint people, but for tomorrow's Anytime with Ken and Alden, no news segment for me. Uh, I, I could not get down to, um, to write anything today, uh, some life things, uh, not all bad, some bad, some good, but I couldn't get to it today. And I just decided I'd rather pull the plug on the news this week than do a half-ass one. Um, but, uh, so I'm doing the news again, but I'm actually covering the news, uh, but missing the drunk news. Yeah. You know, what's funny. Um, I, um, every once in a while the drunk news highlights, I don't know who put it on. I should put it on my own channel. Someone want to edit up, edit up the highlights of the drunk news. I'll put it on my channel. Maybe we should do a documentary on, you know what I'll do? (laughs) You know what I'll do? Maybe I'll do an exclusive I don't know. I'm trying to find out. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll do like an episode where I just go through the beats of that entire day of drunk, uh, drunk movie fights, drunk news. Uh, you know, and you know, there's it's it's a weird time and it's a problematic time. And I don't love the history of the drunk news. Like I'm kind of embarrassed about the drunk movie fights and the drunk news because I've had people that only know me from that or people that only remember me from that. I ha- I've had young family members. Um, my cousin, uh, her daughter's a little older now, uh, but when they were younger, they were like, yeah, we watched you do some drunk news. I'm like, oh, please don't, please, please don't do that. Um, but anyways, slip aside is the greatest segment ever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's, a, yeah. <laughs> and there, there's, again, there's things in the drug movie news that I said and, uh, and, and some people involved that uh, life goes on, but, uh. Maybe I'll do the. Maybe I'll do like a mini documentary. I'm looking for Patreon has this thing now where you can release things and sell things. Like up on my Patreon page right now is a, a 13 minute set I did in New York in October, and I had edited it. It's a two camera shoot, and and um, I put it up for my Patreon supporters a while in like October, but it's available now. You don't have to support me on Patreon. Not everyone can afford to do it every month. Not everyone wants to do it every month. But if you want to go support me now, just it's it's three bucks, and you get the video, and you get to watch it, and. And just support me and see my act. And, and just trace how my act has changed. I, my act's already changing. I did a set last week at Flappers. I've already done some different... I just love tracking the the, the growth of comedy. My good sets, my bad sets. Uh, but it's up there. But Patreon, it's, it's an interesting idea as, as this creator marketplace changes where you can you, you make less money from ads now. YouTube, is, it's unless I'm doing, you know, becoming an alt-right monster or yelling at alt-right monsters all the time, you don't, you don't, you're not going to get that algorithm up. I have an ASMR channel. Check out Sports Card ASMR. I can't break through the algorithm. I had a good uh, – I put an episode up of a Sports Card ASMR Sunday night, and, and I hit 1,000 views real quick, which for me is, is wonderful. It doesn't really happen. And then it just stopped. YouTube just, YouTube just cut me off. Um, um, but anyways, the marketplace changes. I like what Patreon's doing. So I'm looking to maybe do monthly special things. Three bucks, they're up on the channel if you want to support me and also get something in return. It's an exchange of goods and services. And maybe I'll do the tell-all of the drunk movie Newsday. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. Uh, Jake says you had a great set of flappers when I was there for what it's worth. Thank you, Jake. I had fun that night. I had fun that night. I apologize to anyone who saw me in Seattle, though. Uh, I did not have two good sets in Seattle. And maybe we'll just, as I'm waiting for more questions to come in, and I'm going to make sure I got all the questions I saw here. <coughs> I did. Thank you for the super chats again, folks. Um, yeah, Seattle, uh, in December uh, 22nd, 23rd, we had two shows up there at a great club, Capitol uh, Hill 
comedy slash bar. Um, uh, Dane up there is, is just tops. He's the bee's knees. Love it. I hope we go back. Um, and it was, it was, it was a packed house. It wasn't like it was the holidays and no one was there. It was a packed house, but I, it wasn't even that a bad set. They weren't buying me and I wasn't buying them. It was one of those kind of things. I just did not connect with the audience that night. And I, I, it wasn't that I messed up and said things that weren't funny. I got some giggles here and there. I had a new bit I tried that I really liked. It's about true crime and it's a, it's a, a pro-feminist uh, bit about um, why women actually watch true, true crime. True crime, um, and I loved it, and, and it, I got that off the ground. It was great, um, but uh, it was bad. So I apologize if you were in Seattle and you're watching me or listening later or watching later. You saw me in Seattle this past December with the great Lisa Wallen was great. Um, Mark Ellis was his normal great self. Daniel Bridge Gad was there one night. Uh, yeah, uh, um, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Aiden's got a big question here. Aiden, if you could change one thing slash decision you made in life, what would it be? If if you tr- in terms of decisions, I'll say this: I am happy with all the decisions, but I'm not done discussing that there. That all the decisions I've made in life, I can stand behind, right? Were they always the right ones? No. No. But they generally always lead you to where you need to be. And I think that's just a matter of perspective. I always say, and I said this ad nauseum, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, you know, you get you get to where you're at, and then you look back and you're like, that's why. That's why all that happened. In fact, it's a, a tune. Uh, I wrote this uh, song uh, that's on uh, the Moon Agers EP, Broken, Pro- uh, Broken Pieces and What Remains. Broken Promises were the promises made to myself, but Broken Pieces and What Remains. The last, uh, the last song, Last Step First, is about that journey that you get to start today. The, the, the book you want to write, the metaphorical book or the actual book, the chapter in the story, the next one, you get to write it. And you get to do it with all your soul. You get to do it now. And the one, and, and once you get there, once you start that, you realize all the things that happened. The failures and, and the losses that put you here, you get it. So that, Aiden, to your question about choices. I don't have – I moved to L.A. at the right time. I could have gone a couple years sooner. Sometimes I think maybe I should have gone to college. And I, I did. I did two years and I got my radio job and then just kind of stopped going to college. But I was studying screenwriting and film production. Two of my friends moved down here. That's how I ended up moving to L.A. One was going to CSUN. One was going to Cal Arts. Maybe I should have done that. Um, maybe I should have been a little, a little more, you know, decisive about some I, I waste a lot of time. I'm trying to change that. And I'm paying for it. I don't know what it is. It's, it's not that I'm lazy. I work pretty hard at my stuff. But I also enjoy rest. <laughs> um, but also... It's hard to explain. Like when I was in radio, when I started my – I'm in radio now. But when I started my career in radio, I hosted the morning show. And it was an accomplishment for a 20-year-old kid hosting a morning show on an actual reporting radio station, not a college station, not a micro-powered station. Though I, I did start out at a micro-powered station a year prior. Um, it, was a, it was a radio station that reported to record companies. It was, it was an actual station. And I was the morning show host along with uh, my buddy Matt from high school. And at 20 years, were we the best? No, but it was an accomplishment. 
My radio shift ended at 10. If I had to do a commercial spot, you know, I write and then record a commercial spot, maybe 11, 1130. Um, and then that was it. I didn't go home and write bits. I didn't go home and try to become a stand-up comic sooner. I didn't go write. I, w- I would write screenplays and stuff like that. I thought that was in my future. Um, and and here I'll I'll lead to you, I'll answer your question directly. I did pick up with the guitar, and I start. I, I learned a few chords, G and an E. And uh, I wish I stuck through that. And it was I was learning on my own. I wish I went and took some lessons. Um, I wish I went to learn to understand music and all that kind of stuff because it would help. I, you know, I'm writing songs, but I write lyrics. Brian Tiller and Sean Arnold write the songs for the Moon Angels. That's maybe one decision. I would have changed. Would I have been a rock star? No. But I lack sometimes the the 360, 24 hours a day, 365 day dedication to everything I'm doing. And sometimes I think I've not arrived in terms of success and fame and I'm this is it and I've made it. But I punch out and I stop. So I would leave my radio shift at 10 a.m., 11 a.m. at the latest mostly because I'm chit-chatting with friends. And I'd go home and I'd play SimCity 2000 or the TIE Fighter game. I'd play tennis with a friend. I didn't go to college. I didn't continue my college education. I didn't master my craft as a writer or start doing stand-up. I just went home, kicked around until I had to wake up at 5 in the morning to go back to my show. And that was that's the kind of thing I, I would have uh, liked to have changed about myself and learn guitar. Hayden, great question. Troy says, I'm looking for the Boston show. If y'all need tips where to go or not, I got them. Oh, does that, is that a, did that get announced or did I t- tease it accidentally? <laughs> Oops, it might be in Boston in early April. Uh, JMB says, I'm happy that my decisions is results, results to get me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, my buddy, uh, um, my buddy Scott's here. Sorry, there's another, I'm going to bring this up comment by Aiden. Three chords and the truth is all you really need. You're 70, 75% there. Thanks for answering. That's a great, that's a great comment, Aiden. Three chords and the truth. That's all I want out of my music, too. My buddy Scott is here. I feel the same, man. You make the best choices based on circumstances at the moment. I wouldn't change a thing right or wrong. Yeah. And Scott's one of those dudes. Scott, I miss you too. I'm going to use, and you're watching on Facebook. You're the only, one of the only humans watching on Facebook, and I love you for it. Uh, Scott and his uh, uh, wife, Samba, two of my favorites. And I said, life, it's just, that's life, man, just fucking boom, takes you to different spots. And Scott's, uh, uh, you know, um, Scott's a good, a good cat in this town, and it's hard to find good people in this town. And Scott's one of them. So, Scott, I hope you're doing well. well we got to catch up. I know we texted recently. Um, but yeah, you think you're right. You, you can't change it. You can't change it. Um, but you can, I think you can look back and go, it's not that here's what you should have done. Like, cause if I, if I had, you know, if I'd stayed here and done that, I wouldn't have met this person and that person would have inspired me to do that. And I, you know, I, I didn't, I, I always say like, I, there's part of me that thinks I should have never left screen junkies to go to Collider but if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be where I am right now with Grace, with with uh, two dogs now and, and a third dog, Ratsy, rest in peace, that my, and, and a life that even though right now I got I got I got I got, I got struggles going, we all got struggles, you know, I, I we all got things going on, man. I need work, <laughs> I need things to work, but we got each other, right? And uh, that wouldn't have happened if I did, if I made another decision. So that's that's why Aiden is a tough question to answer. 
Scott says, Missy Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Scott, we'll figure this out. Text me. We gotta figure, even if it's just meat at Del Taco. Um, oh, regarding Boston, no official dates, but you and Ellis have both mentioned it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yes. Boston. Finally getting to Boston. Boston, you're my home. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, yep, I've never been to Boston. I'm looking forward to go. Looking forward to going. Early April. What's the weather like? Got to bring a sweater. The game is the game. Time to play the game. Uh, SMG says, crazy thing to change media in general. I've been advertising for many years. Agencies, the other times over. Media in all forms seems like shadow for former stuff these days. It's, um, without getting it back, you guys have been super generous tonight. And, and uh, I, it really means a lot. Um, really means a lot. Uh, I got it. It's... Uh, it's frightening. It's not just about um, the changes going on in, in, in media, and there's a lot of things behind it. Uh, some are natural progressions of things. Things change, you know. I understand why maybe being a newspaper man might not be as uh, financially rewarding as it was in 1940. Like, I get it. It's not that. There was just another round of layoffs at Fandom Entertainment, uh, the company that bought uh, the Screen Junkies band, brand years about, uh, ago. And um, some, a lot of folks were affected. And um, one of them, and, I, and I, I, to be honest, I, didn't, uh, I don't know him super well. I've been around him, but Eric Goldman, a uh, um, very nice guy, uh, tweeted out. He got laid off. And, and I'm paraphrasing, but he tweeted out um, – after 18 years of this being my full-time job and this being covering movies and TV and pop culture as an actual journalist, right? Someone who someone who will not post something unless he's got two sources confirmed and is, and, and is a thoughtful guy in, in a business that's full of loudness. Um, again, I wasn't never known or been super close with Eric, but we worked together. I was for a while in like 2019. I was working the TriCaster for Screen Junkies. I was going back and he was a real nice guy. And he tweeted out somebody after 18 years of making this, uh, this being my full-time job, I've, 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 you know, the layoffs have found me again. I'm paraphrasing. Um, and, and, and the tone of his tweet was uh, that it isn't just he lost a job. He's lost a career. That's what's happening right now. I understand people lose their jobs. I understand businesses need to cut, but, but these, the, the corporations are run amok, I really believe. And I don't mean to get off on some democratic socialist uh, rant. I do believe in a universal uh, basic income uh, uh, that uh, I think we should have. And the very, at the very least, health care should be a lot easier to access. Um, so not to get into to all that, but, but – and it's not just about CEOs and their bonuses and CEO and their, and their yearly – Salaries. Like I, I don't care. I don't care that Bob Iger makes millions upon millions of dollars a year. I don't. I don't need to live in a world where I care about how many yachts Bob Iger makes. But I, I do care about it when a company um, consistently says we're doing bad. We better cut the staff that that's making our our, our project. We got to right size our company, and that happens over and over and over again. And and, and, it's, and it's an answering to the investors more than it is a, a, an actual way to, to heal the business. And, that, and, and what's happening right now is, is you're seeing a lot of people lose their careers. It's not a job. There's no other place to go. And you might say, look, I don't care. I don't care. Become a, um, you know, become a, become a plumber, right? Like, yes. 
And by the way, I wish maybe that's the decision I should have made. Should have become a plumber or a tradesman. I don't have the skills for it. I've seen myself with a hammer. I'm not good at it. I'm okay talking into microphones. I'm not good with a hammer. Um, the uh, I, I, and you all here are being supportive, but I, I, I don't. Maybe I'm preemptively being defensive that people would not care that someone for the movie news journalist world is losing their career. But you should because this is going to start happening in a lot of spots. Do we always need plumbers? Yes. Um, But as corporations grow more and more powerful and and, and the Republicans just put some more corporate tax cuts into into play recently this week. um, We're all – and the economy is doing better. The economy is doing better. We are better in a lot of ways. And, and check, you know, it's not, it, it, when someone complains about inflation, check about what they're complaining about. That, that story that came out that, that it finally came out like last year, that years ago now there's punishments for, that the, that the egg industry, all the big eggers got together and jammed up the prices and claimed pandemic and claimed this. I think it was, I think actually it was before the pandemic. Someone fact check me on that. So, the buzzword of inflation does not does not take in the whole story. That these corporate powers, the people looking for unlimited power and unlimited profit, are doing this. And and I am a left leaning. I used to be a Republican. I voted for Bush. Voted for McCain. Voted for Romney. I'm not that person anymore. I would never. I, I'm not doing that again. But it does not mean that the left is perfect. I just I just choose to side by the stand by the side of the folks that stand by the communities and people that that are fighting for their very uh, survival, right? Um, queer community, trans community, all that stuff. Uh, I, I choose the side that chooses life, right? That side. And oh, uh, there, uh, then you get into the abortion issue and someone's going to throw it back in my face. No, I choose the side of, of, of healthcare and, and abortion, abortion being a healthcare issue, abortion, abortion being an economic issue, uh, not just a birth control issue. That's not, let's, let's leave that for any time. The show with Ken and Nolan. Um, What's happening in the movie journalist world will affect everyone else. It, it will absolutely – we have nowhere to go. The jobs the, – the unemployment's down. First of all, no one's asked me uh, – no one's asked me if my, I'm working or not, right? No one no, – no, no – uh, I guess they go from you know e, EDD offices or whatever. I don't know how they get those numbers. I believe it. I believe we're better in a, from a corporate sense. Investors are probably reporting things are better. OPEC and OPEC Plus is probably like, hey, we're low on the gas prices. Things are good. Like, I totally get that. But the system has got to be the thing challenged. The system's got to be challenged. Because this, this is what's scary. There's a, there's a palpable fear in town. I just had a conversation with a friend today who's going through the same thing I am. Um, I wish I could make millions on YouTube. And God bless people that do. I can't. That's a reality. So uh, not above work. Work is work. So I'm trying to find things in my field, trying to find things remotely. It's all there's it, all the ads are scams. All the jobs you sign up for are are not actually what you think they are. Like I signed up for a, a remote job, I applied for. It wasn't. It was a. It was an absolute just scam in sense of it's it's not it's not work. Um, I'm not above like delivering food with Uber Eats and stuff, but the, you can't make money off of that. Got to do it for twelve hours a day for seven days a week. You just could put half of half a meal on your table, and that's that's got what's got to be addressed. Now I just sound like a drunk ranting uh, 
Uh, Jake says, uh, preach. Um, Jake says, don't apologize for siding with human rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's because I, because I get into, because I changed. Okay. I changed. I changed. My perspective on the world changed. And I'm not asking out you, you, no one out there in the audience listening to me now live or later. If, if you, if you don't fully agree with democratic platforms or you have different thoughts on, on the border, border safety or taxes, we're on the same side of just life. That's not the problem. We all know where – we all have seen the last few years of what it just is, right? In the COVID pandemic, everything – and Trump, it, it brought out a lot of things. That's the stuff I'm talking about. This doesn't mean I put every Democrat up on a, on a pedestal. Quite the opposite. If you're like Bob Menendez who got caught for you know, trafficking and – get him out. Get him the hell out of there. Um, you know? Al Franken takes one bad photo. He's done. We're done with him. Get him out of here. We're not, ele- we're not electing felons. Some might be felons, but once we find out they're felons, they're gone. I don't have that. I don't have rose-colored glasses on that. I get in this argument a lot because I see I, I blame Reagan and the Reagan administration for a lot of the problems. You can trace a lot of things back to the Reagan administration. A lot of things from a lot of different areas. Doesn't mean there was all bad. There's maybe some things certainly good, right? And the, the, the vibe of the country certainly felt better, but it was a lie. I think it was a lie, but that's a different conversation. But I blame Woodrow Wilson for a lot, our foreign policy and, and him, uh, you know, propping up K, the KKK and uh, pushing the lost cause mythology that uh, helped uh, change and erase a lot of the actual history. Like uh, LBJ, you know, Kennedy made mistakes in Vietnam. Like it, it, we go on and on and on about it. But at the end of the day, as Jon Snow once said, I fight for this fight side that fights for the living. Uh, currently going through a similar transition is hard as community helps doesn't pay the bills but uh, helps in your loan no no it, it helps me and I've got I have got some wonderful help and wonderful supportive friends that would if I describe it I won't I won't embarrass anyone it brings tears I've, I've been I've been crying a lot lately I've been crying a lot I've cried twice in a target I gotta go shopping tonight maybe I'll cry again I'm just completely broke down um because it's scary. All of us. I ain't alone. But it's, I got to remind myself sometimes here. And, and my buddy, Robbie Smith, I might start crying. Um, he knows what's going on. And, and Robbie, speak of someone who's gone through just a ton. If you guys please listen to my show and watch my show, Our Biggest Win, my monthly show here on YouTube or the podcast feed with Robbie Smith. It's a hangout with someone who's been through a massive amount of stuff that you can't even imagine that I couldn't handle. And he's got such a wonderful perspective, but it doesn't mean he doesn't lose it. But he, he texted me the other day. He texted me the other day and, and he said, you are not your struggles. And I, and, and, and I got to hope, and we all got to hold on to that. We are not our struggles and we're all going to get them and we're all going to help each other. I, I wish we could change the policies. I wish we all had a, a universal basic income that wasn't millions of dollars that we all live off and never work again. But I wish I had, you know, I wish I had food covered. That's not going to change overnight. And, I, and, I'm so, and I'm someone who I have no problem with a free market. We never, we've never had a free market. But I like, I, sure. But it's run rampant. Um. <laughs> Troy, I love your comment. Claudia Dolph's here, by the way, someone who's got a lot of stuff going on and has been fighting through. Uh, same uh, hearts to you, uh, um, Claudia. Um, I'm probably definitely going to cry in a Target for the third time this week. 
I've had to go to different targets. Let me tell you something. I've had to go to different targets because I keep crying in every target because I'm using the last remaining credit uh, on my target card to get food <laughs> that I'm fortunate to have, by the way. And I'm buying pot pies in Target crying because I'm overwhelmed by life. And I'm not alone. We are all not our struggles. And we're going to push through that. I got to start drinking. Uh, I mean, that's what I've been doing. I got to go shopping soon. Ah, this fucker. <laughs> Mark, uh, Mark, uh, Mark, um, you're probably not watching. Mark doesn't watch these shows, by the way. He does what he does at parties. He shows up, he waves, and he leaves. Mark says, here's 10 bucks. Give me my Theragun back. It better not smell weird this time. Um, thank you, sir. I, uh, the list of what I owe you just keeps going. Uh, uh, speaking of community, um, and, and by the way, Claudia, if you're still watching live, uh, 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 get, give, me a, give me a hell yeah like I'm Steve Austin. I've had a real. I've had chronic back problem. Uh, our buddy uh, Claudia Dolph has um, just had uh, some major surgery and has had uh, just a lot of things. So all the love to, to Claudia for recovery. I think Claudia is walking around in like a. Um, she got like a, a cane and a wheelchair, like uh, Professor X. It's it's really impressive, quite frankly. Um, uh, and we're hoping for uh, Claudia to pull through uh, uh, in the sense of getting back to uh, her her life. So I, I say that because. Uh, I have this bed back and it went out um, three weeks ago. Uh, hi, Claudia. There you go. My back went out three weeks ago. And um, it. Uh, I, last year I got some doctors to look at it and they were like, you need surgery, but we don't think that would uh, fix it. And um, it's very – it's it's the most invasive of the surgeries and blah, 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 blah. Uh, um, I'll tell the story. Uh, so, I, so bad I, I couldn't walk, Right. I could, and I'm not joking. Like I could not get up. Um, Claudia's in her villain era. That's you know, it's going to be that's when Claudia unleashes her full vengeance on this city. We all need to stand aside. Number one, she's a Dallas Cowboy fan, which is amount of vengeance they have built up. Uh, um, I uh, could not walk, and then slowly. Things start, you know, I'm putting ice, I'm putting heat, I'm doing all the things and some stretching can help if you can get up. But it's like, I mean, I'll just say it. Sitting down to take care of things in the morning was, was, I'm not joking. I had a short list because Grace had, Grace was gone shooting a short film the day my back went out. She had left that morning. And um, I had trouble, you know, getting up, if you know what I mean. Like, and not, no, you pigs, like. I got up in the morning and went to the bathroom to get my day started. You know what I mean? And I had to, I couldn't get up. And I'm thinking, do I call the ambulance uh, or do I call Mark Ellis? <laughs> Who do I call to pick me up off the shitter? Mark Ellis, Joseph Scribshaw, maybe. I, I I wouldn't call Jen Murrow for that, but Jen and I have seen each other at our lowest. We've helped each other some tough times. Uh, but Mark was probably the choice. Or the LAFD, actually the Burbank Fire Department. LAFD wouldn't have responded. I don't live in that city. I live in Burbank. The Burbank Fire Department would have showed up. <laughs> but anyways, the point of the story. I, I There was a threat. There was a debate on social media of, of people who don't like banter on podcasts anymore. And I, I understand that to a point, but I'm bantering. Um 
I uh, um, I got a little better. So Mark and I were going to go. I said, I need to go out to the comedy store. I need to go out. I, I need to stand. I had to stand on the patio. I couldn't sit. My back would go out. Anytime I sit or, or sleeping was the worst. My back would, I could not get up in the morning. And um, uh, Mark goes, so I got a Theragun. And I was like, well, I don't know what that is, but got it. So he gives me, it looks like he's handing me a 45 in a case. It comes like a gun case. And you all know probably what it is. Um, and it's, it's, it's a it's a personal jackhammer. Let's just say that. Like if it's a sex toy, you don't need another human. Like it's it's I don't know what's going on in that house with this. Um and and he he gives it to me on a Saturday night and uh um <laughs> and uh it wasn't charged. You know, cuz that's the kind of villain Mark Ellis is. He gives you a Theragun and he doesn't charge it. And uh cuz again, I don't know what he's doing with it in the shower. And and uh, I charge it through the night, and I get up in the morning, and 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 so I felt, but I felt really good. I was, I came home from the comedy store. I'm like, oh, that that felt good. Maybe the the, the rum was working through me, but I, I feel good. And um, <laughs> I I get up in the morning, and I'm done again. I'm like hunched over. I'm like, you, you know, you know what? You never watch Andre the Giant and Princess Bride. That poor guy had a back problem like no one else. That was me walking around. I'm like, uh. And I get that I unplug the Theragun and I and I'm, I'm by myself and I and I stick it lower back right where and I it felt like I had a a rock hard like tennis ball was my spine the lower spine area vertebrae and all this everything's just like this it's like this and I can't move I can barely move and I'm hunched over and I and I turn on the Theragun which again do you ever watch uh, Burn After Reading with George Clooney he's making that sex toy down in the basement like that's the kind of thing that's going on with this Theragun and uh. But, 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 and I immediately felt it's, I still, I literally like that, you know, that meme of Christopher Reeves and Superman where you, we're watching him go from Clark Kent to Superman. And when, when he's, that was my back. That's the kind, that represents the community we need. I, I didn't have a Theragun. Mark gave up his Theragun. I still, I still have it. And, um, and, uh, uh, uh I, I can walk again. <laughs> my back is healed there. I also got a red light therapy belt. I don't know if red light therapy belts actually work, but this one feels pretty good. It warms my innards. I'm back up. Uh, SMG is Googling what Theragun is. I want to pause right here. Um, two big things have happened. Troy says, oh, hey, Boston dates are up. 7 p.m. Saturday, April 6th, the Rockwell, Somerville, Mass. Really wish I lived two miles down the road instead of 50 miles away like I do now. Well, I, how in L.A., that's – I if 50 miles away from my house in L.A. means I'm not going. But I, in other places, because 50 miles away in L.A., Troy, that's a two-hour drive. Maybe two and a half, depending on the time of day. So I understand if you can't make it. But Troy, I'd love to see you. I'm going to grab your uh, beard. Uh, but I also want to highlight this from uh, Nate, uh, JW Baseman. This is too generous. Uh, I'm going to have to give some to an orphanage. Uh, uh, love you, buddy. Central Coast Strong. Uh, Nate, uh, I really appreciate you. And you've, you've, you've been a, uh, just a great soul over the years. Um, it's all, I'm gonna. I'm gonna cry in a targeting. I'm gonna cry. I, I was doing this to hang out with some folks. I was doing this to relaunch the blathering, so that I could hang out with y'all. Um, that's just too much. But I, I, it's 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 a it's a great thing. Um, great thing. God, God damn it. Um, yeah, and we're and we're all learning that uh, Claudia is a proud Cowboys fan. <laughs> yeah, Claudia. I was just watching highlights of Leon Led again. Especially that Thanksgiving game against the Dolphins. Oh man, it's, you gotta uh, you gotta hate that. Oh boy, 
Claudia, oh, uh, Claudia, when you're up and one and I want a taco crawl, but can we, we're going to have to do a gig Dorina. To, I know you texted me about a karaoke, a private karaoke show, which sounds more dirtier than it is. Uh, a private karaoke and taco party is what we need to do uh, at the uh, the old uh, Dolph house there. Jake says, Claudia, I know uh, I was in Texas when the world's gross even near. Oh, that's right. There you go. Ah, uh, JMB, the struggle's real. I don't know what I can say or do. I know that's not what you're asking, but I hope this helps in some small way for the next burrito, right? Whatever. Yeah, oh, man. I didn't, I just, just, <laughs> uh, you're making me uncomfortable and I love you all. Uh, you're my community today and I hope I can turn around and be community for, for all of you uh, when the time is, uh, is come. Uh, and my friend Ken Plume, uh, who uh, you shall check out his show, uh, Open Chat and Force 5. Uh, Ken's one of the podcast originals and I play Fortnite with him all the time. And uh, he said this, and, and you know, this is the, the world we live in now is as, as, as the, the gap grows between the powerful and the powerless. And, 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 and we're all right now down here in the powerless, um, which doesn't mean that we are or that's who we are. But we're all struggling down here. We can't get that. We're all just helping each other down here. My friend Matt Key and I, Matt Key and I, who's one of the sweetest souls in the world, speaking of tacos, we love tacos and burritos. We've, we've, Matt Key and I have known each other since 2006. Uh, I lived in a different part of town, had a different job. He had a different job, different relationships, everything. Now he's happily married to one of my favorite people in the world, Brittany, and I've got Grace. And it's just, you know, we've, it's 20 years of, of friendship. Um, we always take turns when one of us, we know, we know when the call goes out. We always say, I need tacos. What what that means is I, I don't have money to eat or I just the car insurance bill is two thousand dollars and and I just need you know I just need help and so what one of it will and, and and there's been times when I had the security job and I had a three piece suit and a tie and I looked like an idiot uh, but I had enough of the salary and, and and other times where he's the one and and lately it's been him I owe him like several tacos and we just it, it, you know. He's not buying me a car or a speedboat or buying me insulin. Um, he would if he needed to. We just meet up and one of us gets the check. And that's just been 20 years of that kind of support for each other. And we always – and, and you know, you, just like I am now, you do, the, you do the thing where you're like, I'm so, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. I, I can get the next one. And, and, and he'll say, no, man, it's tacos. It's tacos. I got you tacos. And and he knows that there, there's years where, you know, there's years where I, I had to buy him three tacos so he could take one home. And so he could have food the next day. And he he's 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 on he's in an up spot and that 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 could change tomorrow. I'm in a down spot. But that could change tomorrow. That's the community we all need to have for each other. Right? That's where we gotta be. Did I, I, you know, did, I, I didn't mean to get serious today. I got about, I told, I told Grace would be rolling about seven. Oh man, I've, I've really messed up, haven't I? I really messed up. I went too long. Yeah. And that's what it's about. Community. Uh, thank you all. Um, JMB says, I moved somewhere where I can't find good tacos. I'm sure they're around. I just can't find them. Good Indian, Nepalese food. Well, I want to try Nepalese food. Lots of great Chinese, too, and, of course, Japanese. 
Um, yeah, tacos are key. JW Bassman, Nate, who's first rate. So it's been really wishing slow had a Del Taco. Okay, but hold on, hold on. So the slow, uh, for those that don't know, Nate, Nate has been a longtime supporter of a lot of things I do and just myself personally. Um, we're, we, he lives he lives in the, the neck of the woods that I grew up in uh, after I moved up from Orange County at seven to, to Central Coast of California. The first ever Del Taco that I ever went to was up there. It used to be in Pismo Beach by the, the, the shopping center below the Nazarene Church that I went to for a while there. That was – you tell me that Del Taco has gone? You tell me the Central Coast is Del Taco-less? Nate, you got to open up a Del Taco franchise. Nate, get it first to market again. Re- reintroduce it to the market. They got Taco Bells there. I know. Because there's that ta- there's a Taco Bell on Grand Avenue in Royal Grande, California, is ahead into Grover Beach. You all can Google map this. That was a great Taco Bell. I used to do ra- I've done radio remotes there, also at the McDonald's nearby there. Treat I treated a girl I liked at the time. Treated her to Taco Bell. And I had my Ford Fairmont at the time. But there was that Del Taco there. Oh, Jake, Jake. San Luis is not. Jake says Del Taco, Del Taco sucks balls. No, unless you're considering balls to be fresh and tasty. Del Taco over Taco Bell to the end of time, Jake. Now I'm with, now, you know, I was uh, with you, Jake, against Claudia and the Cowboys. Now I think I'm with uh, myself and Del Taco against you, Jake. <laughs> you don't know, we're not here to cheer me up. We're not here to cheer me up. No, no, no. We're, we're here. We're here. We are here. We're here to come together as a community and to yell at Jake Yacovetta about his distrust and dislike of Del Tango. <sighs> Basement says, uh, do a lot of work off Madonna Road, so uh, it would be a long lunch to go down to Pesto. Okay, so what you're saying is, is, uh, is uh, you're saying that maybe the Del Taco's still there. I, I'll text my parents. <laughs> okay, we have beef now. Yeah, Jake, we do have beef. And I'd rather have the Del Taco beef than the Taco Bell beef. That's the beef. It's a beef about beef. Hot take, uh, uh, SMG 311, SMG 311, down, down. Hot take, Double Del Cheeseburger are, are amazing at 2 a.m. after night. Double Del Cheeseburgers are the best. Troy says, uh, never had Del Taco, but I will, uh, I will like Taco Bell until the day I die. I, Taco Bell is, it's not, it's not that Taco Bell's bad. I'm not casting one aside. I'm just saying I prefer Del Taco. In a world where you can have both, choose one, Del Taco. All right. Laserbolt says, uh, uh, surprisingly, Michigan has a lot of good Mexican food because of a lot of migrant workers. Uh, you, no, no, absolutely. Uh, and, and that's uh, I had a great conversation uh, with my friend Jamie Stangroom when I was in London. Obviously, London, Great Britain, the United Kingdom, has a, shall we say, problematic history <laughs> with uh, what they've done with other cultures. Jamie agrees, as does most of the younger generations. In fact, I'd say a lot of the generations in England. They have a little bit of shame. They're trying to reconcile the past. Hail Britannia. Britannia rules the world, right? I, I, I get it. But Jamie said, look, the, 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 the other side of it is, is I was, you know, in the reputation that England doesn't have great food, he said, respectfully, we don't need to because of our troubled history. And again, I'll caveat again, it is a troubled history. 
But he goes, I grew up with so many just family, uh, families from other parts of the world that had their own food around uh, that that it created an experience to me that I, I couldn't couldn't have got any other place. You ever had you ever had good Indian food? Great. Try going to my friend's house and his Indian family making Indian food. It was it was it was next to God. Right? It was amazing. And hey, um, you, you got to find the hope somewhere. All right. Um, now I've been on streams where I hate you for Del Taco and Koi for New York pizza. But I don't like New York pizza either, Jake. New York pizza is not bad. I just, I just rather have a hot dog. In a world and where I could have New York pizza or New York hot dog, take the hot dog. SMG, thank you for everything today. So that's not enough. Go bump some 311 on the way to Target. Thanks for the last amazing dose of humanity, my friend. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your questions. Uh, love it. Okay. Uh, you guys have humbled me. Uh, you guys have um, encouraged me, and I hope I can provide some sort of encouragement to you. Uh, I am going to start signing off because, uh, truthfully, I do have to go to the store um, and use that Target credit card. God bless Target. Uh, before I uh, sign off here, uh, oh, okay, ja oh, Jake and I are on the same side. God bless Jake. We're back together, baby. Give me a hug. New York pizza is, uh, you know, I don't know if I, I, I won't call it ass just for legal reasons. All right. Um, but New York pizza can sit on it, Potsy. Uh, before I go, speaking of getting the word out, uh, coming soon means tomorrow because I forgot to add the right, <laughs> the right thing up again. I'm so bad. I have, here's the problem. I have three computers that I live stream from and two are PCs. One is a Mac, so it's, I can use Google Drive to share things, um, but I often forget to, so I often have the wrong cards loaded up. But this one still works. The Moon Agers are the band I have with Brian Tiller. You see him there. The shadow is old handsaw Sean Arnold. That's my forearms there writing the lyrics. We have an a, a, a EP out that's been out since December called uh, Broken Pieces and What Remains. One of the songs on it is a great tune that I love called The Special One. Uh, I wrote, it, uh, wrote the lyrics to be intentionally happy and full of love and joy because there's other songs on the album that are really dark. <laughs> and uh, it's a great piece of music by Sean and we are releasing it as a single to kind of re-energize some uh, uh, energy into the song, so to speak. And um, it is uh, out tomorrow on Bandcamp. And I want to sh – oh, I'm going to shout out Hillbilly Scribs. I saw Scribs in the chat there. Where did I – Hillbilly Scribs, check it in, in from work. Yeah, I made a talk. I've seen Hillbilly Scribs. Well, I didn't see it. I saw pictures of it in Anaheim, 2022, drunkenly walking up to a Del Taco drive-thru window and not being in a car. The man appreciates his Del Taco. Anyways, I'm selling stuff. You know it. See you, Jake. See you all. Um, we've got uh, an EP out. It's a single release, more than an EP, on Bandcamp now. Um, you can support the band directly at themoonagers.bandcamp.com. The link is down below. Um, and uh, we have like four alt versions of previous songs and an instrumental of one of the songs. There, there's We, we kind of reworked some of the songs we've done. They're great. There's a great version of Good to Bleed um, that uh, is the old hands-on mix. Please check this out. Uh, and then uh, more stuff on the way as we uh, move forward. All right. You guys have been the best. I love you all. Um, be someone's community, all right? Be someone's community. We'll see you next time here in The Blathering.